Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes with another Spotlight Show with me, Chris. And as always, the most wonderful man in the whole world, the most romantic man I've, I think I know, it is Mr. Adam Parry. How are you, sir? Uh, hello, chris Sun. <laughs> well, I wondered if you were going to do that because last show you did the sort of Irish sort of accents because... Yeah. You know, it was set in Ireland. And, uh, well, the reason why you're doing a sort of angry Japanese, mind you, it's hard to sound not angry and Japanese, isn't it? Well, when you do it, anyway. Yeah, well, say, unless you're Japanese. I, I can't do sexy Japanese, no. Oh, give it a go. Uh, I actually don't know where to start. <laughs> well, that's what the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the vicar said to the uh, the actress. Anyway, it's, it's like German. You can't sound sexy when you're talking German. No, I was watching a film um, the other night. Oh, I... <laughs> uh, no, no, not one of those German ones. Not not the scat ones that I used to watch. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was watching a film and it was uh, set in German. I might as well tell you what it's called. It's called Seventy Five Hundred or Source or Seven Five Zero Zero, which is apparently the emergency distress call for it when a plane's being uh, hijacked. Um, so and it, it was anyway. We'll talk about that on the entertainment show. But um, it's it was like the, the flight was taking off from Germany and then it had to land in you know um, I think it was I was going to say Hasselhoff then, but I knew that. <laughs> I knew that didn't sound. I know his right. hair used to be big, but I'm not sure you could land a plane in it. Yeah, I knew that wasn't right. Anyway, the sort of like you know the negotiator from the police is speaking in German, and all the time I'm thinking you're supposed to have like a nice, calming, soft voice when you're just kind of like barking uh, at him in German, which you know kind of was it anything but calming. But still, um, I digress. Anyway, the reason why you are talking like that is because in this episode we are going to be talking about karate kid part two aren't we indeed and it was just an innocent impression it wasn't me mocking anyone or anything like that oh how dare you ah ah anyway (laughs) wait till we get to sato oh god sato's got a voice anyway um the reason why we are talking about the karate kid part two for anybody who's never listened to the show before how dare you um that wasn't Japanese, by the way. I just kind of said it quite fast. So, uh, is because we are revisiting shows and uh, movies from our childhood um, and films, films that we haven't watched for a long, long time. Uh, and we are basically going back to them and discovering whether or not they are as good as we remember or if they are a big pile of steaming poo. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, pretty, um, pretty much. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a few uh, films behind us now. We've we I think we've got a nice little catalogue. So we've had mostly, I would say, a lot of success with films. You know, films have lived up to our memory. But then we've watched a few recently, which have been a bit meh. Is yeah, that mainly my choices, to be honest. Well, yes. So I'm kind of hoping that you, you're gonna, you know, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Not break your duck. Uh, like the film. But well. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. I was trying to find a fancy way. Um, uh, I can't think of it. Make the film. Break the curse. Break your curse of picking shitty films. Um, that's a bit harsh, actually. Um, yeah, a bit harsh. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm destroying my own childhood here. I don't need you to stamp on its face at the same time. 
Well, that's that's the thing. See, it, I mean, you know, um, we're doing this because hopefully it, it, it's a bit of an experiment, isn't it? You know, hmm. if uh, if we like the film, if it lives up to our memory, that's awesome. But it, there is a risk that it might be a bit crap, which yeah. then makes our childhood a little bit sadder, isn't it? Well, I don't know. We've, we've had a couple where where we didn't think it'd be brilliant. So then, it, in a way, that makes it more intriguing. Yeah. Definitely. You, um, you, you might like something you didn't like that much. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so anyway, th- this was your pick. Um, yeah. it'll be my pick at the end of this show. So you'll find mm-hmm. out all about that. Uh, and that's kind of how it works. So um, Karate Kid Part 2 from 1986. Um, tell us why you picked this particular film. A couple of reasons. Um, one was, for some reason, I thought you did a podcast with Ben back in the olden days about Karate Kid 1, which apparently I was mistaken on. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be nice to follow up with Karate Kid Part 2 because everyone remembers the Karate Kid. A lot of people reference their Karate Kid. And also, I hear more about Part 3 than I do Part 2. So I thought, ooh, sod it. We'll go for the sequel. Because um, mm. I've only ever seen it once, um, and I think it was a rental um, and when I watched, I think I saw Karate Kid 1 on TV, but I rented part two and it turned out part three was coming out in the cinema pretty much shortly afterwards. So it was more like, a, oh, there's a part three. I can make my dad go and watch as well. So, yeah. So we rented Karate Kid part two and it was one of those films where I, I, I did drawings. I did felt tip drawings in the A4 pad of, of scenes of the film because that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the last time you watched it then was like when you were a kid. That cool blimey, yeah. Whichever year Karate Kid Part Three came out, it either be that year or the year before. So I think it might be like eighty eighty nine. Yeah, was... so, yeah, maybe late eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah. Wow, because there was a bit of a gap. So you got the Karate Kid in nineteen eighty four, then you got the Karate Kid Part Two in eighty six, and from what I've read, apparently work started quite quickly after the first film was released yeah. uh, on, on the sequel, um, and you cannot. Well, we'll get into it, in a, but you can. It does almost have that kind of back-to-back feel about it, doesn't it? Yeah. Really. Um, then that there could be bit... why it's called Part Two rather than just Two. Yeah, because it um, pretty much follows on. Whereas now it'd be called the Karate Kid. I don't know, Okinawan Holiday or something, because you're not allowed numbers. You've got to have a you've got to have a subtitle instead. Yeah, um, Karate Kid Part Three. So I'm a bit similar to you in as much as that I wouldn't have seen the Karate Kid at the cinema because I would have been uh, a bit too young, and it would have only been as it came out on TV, and then it would have been a shockingly edited version, probably, yeah. uh, where it cut out lots of the violence, and I don't think there's any swearing in it particularly, but um, you know what I mean. So it would have been re- like really watered down from say the the, the standard the- theatrical version. The Karate Kid Part 2, um, I actually went to the cinema to watch it um, mm. in 1986. And it's one of those memories. And this is what I love about movies and cinema in general and things like that is that, you know, I can remember being excited to go and watch it and watching it with my mom um, and kind of almost remember sitting in the, the cinema, you know, watching it and then coming out afterwards and being really excited and wanting to do lo- loads of karate and stuff like that. You know, um, I had the single uh, by Peter Satira, The Glory of Love. <laughs> I, st- I love that. I still love I listened to that yesterday in the car and was like singing along to it. Like an idiot. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I copied the cover of the single. I remember going to my nan's house and I was 
how old would I have been? I would have been about 10, 10, uh, maybe 11, probably closer to 10 if it came out in 1986. And, you know, going out the front of my nan's house, which, you know, is in a street, a main road, so there'd be people passing by, there'd be cars, et cetera, et cetera. And kind of like, there's a the, the cover of the album has like, a, a, I think it might be a shadow kind of, um, or, you know, a, a picture of somebody doing a high kick, um, yeah. you know, in the distance or whatever, and, and they're kind of obscured, you know, you could, it's not bloody Ralph Macchio, that's for certain, because he can't do fuck all. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but it's it's somebody doing like a proper high kick. And yeah. I remember they're sort of, you know, copying the film and trying to do the moves and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Failing miserably. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's weird. Like I said, I really distinctly remember that kind of memory so it's it's weird because i probably although i've seen the karate kid loads you know since then but i probably uh i i've closely connected to part two rather than part one if you know what i mean because i would have seen that more than i would have seen the first one and it was only as then you know vhs and everything else that i saw the the first one as i got a bit older but i I would have seen this i'm I'm probably I'm almost certain I would have seen the second one first, if that makes sense. Hmm. So weird. Anyway, but then the third one, I've only ever seen, I think I've only ever seen bits of it. And uh, I may have seen it all, but I've kind of probably blocked a bit of it from my memory because I don't think it's great. Isn't it something to do with a bonsai tree? And, you know, he wants to, it's Crease coming back and he, yeah. he they turn, try and turn Daniel against um, Miyagi well, and... Um, talk about it too much i might have been thinking about possibly doing that on my pick after your next pick right, it's all right <laughs> um and then the next karate kid from 1994 mm, um, I've, I've seen about five minutes of that i've never seen it but i remember going to the cinema at the time because i mean 94 there would um i think true lies would have been out and stuff like that anyway yeah um, better films yeah but and seeing the name of the actress who was in it and and probably tittering to myself a little bit <laughs> uh, hillary swank yeah uh, <laughs> um thinking Ooh, the karate kids but i've never seen it so i don't know no. anything about it um and then you've got the karate kid from 2010 with jackie chan yeah i know i never wanted to watch that either have you have you not seen it no see i quite like it i mean it, oh, it, it, i just thought the kid in it was just a preco- precocious little bastard okay yeah it's um will smith's son isn't it yeah yeah um although so having said that i mean another reason why i picked this was um it, i wasn't going to pick this uh, but i think they put the karate kid the first one on netflix and i watched that a couple of days before we did raw head rex and i because i couldn't remember that much about this one and um i haven't seen the first one for a long time and i just didn't realize what an absolute twat um uh, daniel larusso is what a yeah. creepy asshole yeah yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that as we start to talk about this film because yeah. uh, you know he's still a bit of a twat yeah. um but yeah so i like it I, I mean i don't remember really much about it if i'm being honest with you other than you know jackie chan's in it and he plays the miyagi character uh and it's set in I think it's set in Japan or China as opposed to, you know, being set in. And so it's like he's, you know, a fish out of water. Uh, Will Smith's son is and he's been bullied and whatever. So anyway, and then there's the um, 
the TV show, which is coming to Netflix, and I'm waiting yes. for it to come to Netflix, which I've yeah. not seen any of. I know Ben raved about it, but Cobra Kai. Yeah, uh, I saw which, one episode and, and quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was um, exclusive to YouTube, which is a weird yeah. thing. Yeah, YouTube Premium or whatever it is. Yeah, so although Ben, yeah, I think you could get the first episode for free. but then Yeah, I think that's what I watched. So it's kind of one of those where I... I'm not really bothered about. I mean, I want to watch it, but I just sort of having to pay, pay for, for it. it well, having, to, well, having to pay for something on on YouTube is just a bizarre kind of thing. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, I think I'm too old to get that. YouTube's a free thing in my head. Yeah, so I di- I didn't do it for that. But then the great news is that it is coming to Netflix, both series 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 one and two. So I will be catching up with that because it's obviously got you know Ralph Macchio in it and uh, William Zabka, who's um, Johnny plays Johnny. Yeah. So. So and and I think from what I've heard, I don't know too much. Have they commissioned a third series? Is that why Netflix have bought it? Ah, but uh, yeah. So I think I've heard that it does kind of play on that um, that that thing about actually Daniel's the knob, and you know Johnny was kind of a a decent enough person, or it's kind of as they've grown up. You know, uh, Daniel's grown up to be a dickhead and. Uh, Johnny's kind of that moment where he lost it kind of ruined his life a little bit you know yeah. so that sounds interesting he is a dickhead in the first one he's just an arrogant little wanker yeah 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 I mean so Ralph Macchio is one of those that I, I always associate him with Karate Kid I don't I, I think the only other film I've seen him in was my, uh, my cousin, cousin Vinny, Vinny. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's one of those actors that I think he was fairly old when he was playing the part of Daniel. Uh, I think I mean, he was, was he 21 in the first one, 23 and then 27 or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, so he's, he's 23 in this one and he looks like he still hasn't had his first pube. Yeah. Because he, uh, he does look quite young. I mean, he's one, yeah. you know, you can tell he's aged, obviously, now seeing him in uh, some of yeah. the videos for Cobra Kai. But I think it was one of those where even in My Cousin Vinny, which, uh, you know, he still looked like you know really young and all that so so scrawny isn't he (laughs) he is in yeah in in this and the thing is that that bothered me a little bit about um the karate kid is that you know he's he's so he's coming i mean william zabka looks like he he could actually kick his ass do you know what i mean he he looks like he can actually do a bit of martial arts whereas he he never see i mean i know that's the point you know that you know you you take this kind of kid who's got no training whatsoever and you 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 make him into a bit of a karate kid <laughs> no point <laughs> uh but but you know what I mean? so but he does he always seems a bit he looks a bit awkward when he's throwing a punch or he's, yeah, he's you know uh, throwing a kick he doesn't look like he's you know kind no, of physically doesn't look capable and in capability he also doesn't look capable he just looks awkward and weird yeah um but uh, the Karate Kid trilogy, and I didn't know the third one about this until I started looking into it today. Uh, the first is directed by John G. Avildsen, uh, who directed um, Rocky. <laughs> what? You just wouldn't expect it. No. I mean, you know, won an Oscar for Rocky. Uh, he also directed Rocky Five as well. So, mm. um, and he's sadly no longer with us. But it's... Yeah, I mean, there's, I must admit, there are elements of Rocky in The Karate Kid, I think, to a certain degree. You know, it's sort of, yeah. you know, that aging mentor, you know, and, uh, 
building somebody up to to train for something and and trying to get them to learn you know yeah. to, take taking someone who, who knows the mere the very very basics because he's already you know apparently knows karate at the start of karate kid but only a little bit and then he gets taught yeah taught by his old mentor to be better yeah um and so and uh it's got uh, also the, the also the other association with that is that uh, Bill Conti does the score for this uh, for Karate Kid as well as he did for Rocky, yeah. so you've got that as well. Um, stars as we mentioned, um, Pat Morita who plays Mister Miyagi. Um, it's weird because I was I, I kind of had a bit of a conversation earlier on with Alan about this, and if unless I say Mister, I end I end up for some reason saying Miyago. Or, or, <laughs> No, I've no idea why. That's I weird. Don't. It was weird because, like, I was saying it, and I was like, unless I actually said the Mister in front of it, the the Mister the Miyagi part of it came as uh, as Miyagi or something. It was just <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm just having a moment. I think. Um, as we mentioned, Ralph Macchio, who plays uh, Daniel Larusso, uh, who reprises his role in the second one, um, and then. Um, I mean, those are really the only two people that have come out of the first film, isn't it? There's nobody yeah. else. You've got, no. I mean, look, little cameos, I guess, at the start of the movie from, um, you know, uh, the people in Cobra Kai. But yeah. well, I'm wondering it. if they did. I wonder if they filmed that at the same time as Karate Kid One. I don't think they did. Having did they not? no, having yeah. read into it a little bit, I think that there was talk of them kind of having that scene in the first one, but then yeah. I think they they didn't bother in the end. Um, they wanted to end it on the Rocky moment, didn't they? The, the, yeah. the moment of elation, rather than the what would have been a let's go to the restaurant and then drive yeah. off. Let's have a sh- let's have a shower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I don't think that the ending of the Karate Kid would have had such sort of like you know power <laughs> attached to it no. if you're, let's let's all have a high five and go and get a milkshake you know yeah. what i mean it's just that kind of yeah it, it's one of those that it still gives me chills watching the end of um the karate kid you know um that kind of the swell the music and, and it's got that song hasn't it you know you're the best around yeah. and all that kind of stuff um but karate kid 2 um as I mentioned, came out in uh, 1986, and it was a huge success. It's the the best, you know, commercial successful film out of the whole series. Um, you know, in terms of the movies from from that time, um, make, making over 115 million dollars worldwide. Wow. Um, the had a budget of uh, 13 million, so you know, Not that's a bad kind of return. Kind of crazy, isn't it? When you think about it. Um, as it stands, um, it has got a 6.0 out of 10 out mm. of 70,421 um, ratings on Met- on um, IMDb. That's not too bad. No, no. We've had worse. Yeah, I guess we'll kind of... I mean, Spaceballs has still got a fucking 7. I still can't get, <laughs> I can't get over that. Let Sorry. it go. Just let got, it go. That's going to be one of those, I think, that I'm just going to be thinking, how the fuck did Spaceballs get a seven? Uh, I mean, anyway, like you said, I should I should get rid of it, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. Um, Pat Morita, um, he's an interesting dude. I mean, I, I found this out not necessarily through doing this sort of like bit of research or whatever, but um, from something else. And that 
as a kid, when he was two, um, he was diagnosed with spinal tuberculosis. And uh, he was told, basically, never walk. And he spent nine years um, in hospitals, kind of, you know, a lot, some of the time in a full body cast, um, you know. And then, you know, he came out of it, able to walk. And then he started to, um, you know, as he got older, get into show business. And I don't remember this, but I mean, I used to watch Happy Days, but I don't remember him being in it, if you know what I mean. Did you ever used to, used to watch Happy Days? Yeah, I did. Was, uh, was he a janitor or something? Uh, restaurant owner. Do you know what? I may have seen him in it. I may have seen him in it. We're probably holding a mop. <laughs> which, you know, a restaurant owner may be, might have done when he was mopping the floor. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, obviously, I remember the Fonz and, you know, it used to be on Channel 4 um, at tea time when I used yeah. to watch it. So, but I don't remember him being in it. So, my only real sort of like uh, association with him is with the Karate Kid movies. Yeah, pretty um, Mm. Um, and again having looked into it apparently the producer uh, at the time when the first film was being cast didn't want him um, and he had to audition for it five times because uh, he was always associated with sort of comedic roles as opposed to you know the sort of dramatic role which you know is um, you would you know you would say is Mr Miyagi however there's also I mean there's that deadpan quality to him as well do you know what i mean like even in this this felt like the second one there are there's some of the things that he comes out with that i sort of i did laugh out loud at do you know what i mean like he he seems to have that sort of like moments of wisdom but also that deadpan quality where he'll just drop something into a conversation you know um which you know we'll get more into him uh in the role but he's brilliant i mean I i think he's really good you know um in in particularly in the first and second film the third one like i said i have hazy memories of it so i can't yeah. really comment too much um I've but got, yeah for just, me- just looking at his filmography he turned out he was also in bloodsport 2 the next kumite and bloodsport 3 oh really wow yeah. wow I, did, I didn't know those are bloodsport 2 and 3 but there you go <laughs> no i knew oh, he's the- also in an episode of married with children as a bank owner and the episode was called turning japanese Oh, there you go. There's <laughs> <laughs> in lots of other stuff. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I there's a, a film that that has got Jean Claude Van Damme in it. I think that's directed by Avildsen as well. Um, but I've only ever seen bits of it, and it's set in the desert. I think. Um, oh, I should look this up. Legionnaire, not that one. No, no. Um, I'll I'll tell you in a minute. But it, it was. Um, Oh, God, this is good podcasting, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> it was one of his later films. And uh, uh, the only thing I remember about it is, again, Jean-Claude Van Damme being sweaty yeah. and shagging somebody in a tin shack. Was um, it 2004's The Karate Dog? <laughs> where he paid Chin Lee. Chin Lee? No. Yes, okay. not Chun Lee, Chin Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, okay. It might have been 18 Fingers of Death, if it was a porno or something but (laughs) no um but you know it's it's one of those isn't it you you know you always uh think of him as mr miyagi i think that's and that's not a bad thing to be remembered no well at least he's remembered as something plenty out there who aren't remembered for anything absolutely Um, bit parts he's got a character who who entered popular culture and it's down to him as much as anything because he yeah he uh yeah really really good in the role yeah um 
Have you got a synopsis? I do have a synopsis, yes. Would you like me to read it? Yes, please. <clears throat> Daniel accompanies his mentor, Mr. Miyagi, to Mr. Miyagi's childhood home in Okinawa. Miyagi visits his dying father and confronts his old rival, while Daniel falls in love and inadvertently makes a new rival of his own. Ooh. Um, very good. Uh, should we have a little look at, um, at Metacritic? There is a Metacritic for this. There is, yeah. Um, there are... 55! 55? 55 is th- th- yeah. It's a bit low, I think. I think it's a little low. Um, well, should we take... Uh, should we do as we usually do? We'll read one from the top and then the middle and then the the bottom. Um, yes. So, I'll, I'll go first then. So, uh, here we go. I'll read... Uh, Time out, they give it a 70. Uh, staff not credited, but I don't know why. Did <laughs> For some reason. Um, maybe he left time out in disgrace and uh, they didn't want to credit him with any reviews. But still, um, the plot line is classic Western morality play stuff with the goodies and baddies clearly uh, delineated. What I like, I like that word. Mm. But the set pieces are well constructed and the whole thing is beautifully staged and shot. I'll go I'll go straight down the middle a 50 Uh, this is from the TV guide oh again staff not credited Uh, (laughs) maybe it's the same person yeah I don't know there's quite a few not credited here they just not like paying people so don't put your name on the piece you don't have to pay you Mm. anywho that says right Macchio for his part is an obviously intelligent actor with terrific instincts Still, this movie leaves a little bit to be desired. Much of the movie seems recycled and there is precious little subtlety in the villain's characterizations. The film is also about 15 minutes too long with far too many convenient plot devices. Mm. Um, it is quite long. It is. It's one I noticed of... that about the first one as well. They're, bo- they're both knocking on the door at two hours. Yeah. And that's unusual for movies from that era, isn't it? Yeah. Really? But uh, yeah, one hour, 53 minutes. Uh, but then saying that the first five minutes are spent with a little recap of the, a mini movie, which yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to. Um, so yeah, the, the, the lowest one, 38 is this, this person is actually credited. Um, the Miami Herald, Ryan P. Murphy kid two is not comparable to its predecessor. It is stale and boring. Is that it? That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, harsh. thank you, Mr. Ryan P. Murphy for your deliciously massive insight. Mm, yes. Um, it's a shame he wasn't credited for his contribution because it was shit yeah never mind um right shall we um play the trailer yeah have you had a chance to watch the trailer yes i have yes awesome right okay well we'll play the trailer and then we'll have a little chat about it in a second so here it is he is quicker rule number one karate for defense only he is wiser number two fast run rule number one he is stronger Miyagi taught him well secret of Miyagi family karate I don't get it practice you will can you break a log like that don't know never been attacked by tree Miyagi discovered the man within the boy never put passion before principle even if winning 
you lose. Now Daniel must discover the man within himself. Look in our honor, very serious. Your sensei teach you how to fight with spear? No more tournaments. No more cheering crowds. This time, the combat is real. Karate Kid, part two. So there you go. That was the trailer. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I don't remember anything about a trailer when I was a kid growing up or, mm. you know, anything nope. about this. But watching it now, it pretty much just focuses on Daniel, doesn't it? Yeah. There's no... Which is weird because I don't consider this Daniel's film. No, me either. This this is totally um, Mr. Miyagi's story. Yeah. And D- Daniel, in some ways, is almost like a, a, an incidental character. Like, you know, yeah. they have to have him there because it's called the Cry Kid. It's not yeah. called the old man. Yeah. Um, or just the karate. Yeah, it's um, so it's it, it's got to have him in it. And, there, you know, to be fair, there are parts of the film where, you know, it it. it that relationship between the two of them works really well. Yeah. Um, you know, in one particular scene I'm thinking of, which we'll come to, but it, it is Miyagi's film. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. I, I don't know why they kind of, you know, why they felt the need to make the trailer all about Daniel. Did they feel that that was the way to draw people in? Or Probably I would have thought, I mean, everyone remembers Mr. Miyagi, but he was the focus of the first film. And I suppose if you're seven or eight, if it's just, if, if it just focused on the Miyagi part of the story, it, it's not really a rambunctious action film then, is it? I suppose. Mm. Yeah, true. But saying that as well, I mean, although there there is some action in it, I didn't think there was tons and tons of action. No, you know? no, no. Because sometimes so. like, with sequels, they tend, you know, they feel like, oh, we've got to make it bigger and better. You know, we've got to add more action. Um, I don't think they do, particularly. No. You know, there are some set pieces, but nothing particularly, you know, like there's no car chases or um shit like that <laughs> there's no explosions no, yeah no, there isn't is there an explosion uh, no. well you know what i'm trying to say they, they, they don't turn the action up to no no they, yeah it's not it's not like yeah they're not now fighting 50 people at once or anything like that it's still yeah, it's still a small story to set somewhere different yeah with a different focus yeah um so this is the the, the big question that I always look forward to. I'm, I'm always tempted to send you a, a message before we record saying, <laughs> look at so many pages I wrote of notes. Um, but I, I then I have to restrain myself and say, no, 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 let's save it to the recording because that's always the fun part. So how many pages of notes did you um, write? See, now I knew this was coming, so I'd already actually counted. Uh, I just was, yeah, it is... Oh, it's exactly 6.5. Oh, see, I went a little bit further than you then, because I've done yeah. seven, 7.5. Mm. Is that A4? On A4 as well, yeah. Well, la-di-da. I know, yeah. And it's, it's, it's old crinkly paper as well. I don't know if you can... See, I've got all my notes in the same book, so I can look back at this and not understand a fucking word. <laughs> Yeah, because um, that's the other thing as well. Is it's kind of like you know, the, as I do, I don't tend to have my 
head down whilst I'm watching. <laughs> so it's always a case of the, doing these shows. Well, what the fuck does that say? Because it's yeah. proper scribble. Um, yeah. But that's all part of the fun of it. I should say as well, I don't know if I said this, but um, so whereas you've only watched this once and it was a long time ago. So this is like a proper true test yeah. of this format, isn't it? You know, to see if, it, if your memories of the movie stand up to the, you know, the, the film, shall we say. Um, but I have watched this fairly regularly over the years. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those that I don't watch it every year or anything like that, but it, it's one I have, I do have fairly strong memories of, I guess, shall we say. Yeah. Um, so there you go. How did you watch it? Uh, what, this most recent time? Yes. Uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh, it's on there, is it? Yes. What, how what, about for you? free? Well, if you've got Amazon Prime, yeah. Oh, well, I'm a bell end then. <laughs> did, did you buy it? No, no, no. I watched it on YouTube. Oh, did you? Which was... Now, this sounds terrible, but it did have a plus point. Uh, I watched it on YouTube, but it's split into 43 separate videos. What? So, like, each one's, like, two two minutes long or so. You're kidding me. No. Fucking hell, that would have it's... been a nightmare to watch, shouldn't How it? you say that? But it's actually not too bad because it's in such small chunks. It actually makes note taking a bit easier mm. because I could just, you know, it, there's a little gap. And all right, there was a, a few too many adverts. Yeah, I didn't realise this was on Prime. What, wow. what a uh, what a penis! What a knob! Never mind. I don't think it was when I checked last time. God damn oh, it! Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I must admit, I think I've ever watched a film like that in forty three parts. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> like the float your boat <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah, play. um so anyway um like i mentioned uh at the earlier on th- this st- sort of starts with a recap of karate kid one and yeah. it's not just like a recap of like the tournament at the end of the film which it's i must admit the whole I, thing I, yeah i couldn't really remember this too much to be honest with you it is like a proper mini movie isn't it uh, you do a little summary of just the recap did I what? Sorry. Write a little summary of the recap. I didn't actually know. I just um, I just wrote that it's it's a recap of. Did you do that? Yeah. So I've got um, flies, stroke chopsticks. Uh, Mr. Miyagi doing the crane. No can defense. Uh, yeah. Put lies in brackets. Um, there's a gong through the Mr. Miyagi stuff. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, maybe there was a gong. Hmm. Uh, gong. Daniel getting beat, beaten up by skeletons. Mr. Miyagi does a Batman. Uh, Cobra Kai tournament. Johnny does his leg in. Crane wins. Brief Alley because she's not in this one. Yes. Did, did maybe did you write? Is it was it going through Mr Miyagi stuff rather than Gong? Yes, it is. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, there's a scene oh, where yes, that's yes. Awesome. Um, that's there's a scene not with a Gong. <laughs> I thought they were just stereotyping. Yeah, no, th- th- there's a scene where um, Daniel discovers that um, Mr. Miyagi had a family and children and they died and yeah. uh, that he got a medal of honour for being in the army, that kind of thing. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good job I was on. See, it's a good job I questioned that because I Gong, is. Gong, what the fuck? Never mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I like that. I like how it, you know, it was more than I expected, um, yeah. it, and it does give you that kind of feel of this is 
a two-parter. You know, this is set pretty much straight after. Uh, well, it is. It's set. It's yeah. you know, he's he's in the showers afterwards, isn't he? I mean, it's uh, not strictly in chronological order. If I'm going to be nitpicky, oh, go on then. Well, because the bit where um. The bit where he's um, he walks into Mr. the first bit where Mr. Miyagi's trying to do the chopstick and fly thing. That's after uh, he gets beaten up by the skeletons. Oh, you mean the actual recap? Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't mean yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So no, I meant the actual movie, like part two, where it how it starts. Because um, yeah, that'd be weird. Because it means he would have won even though he hadn't taken part yet. Yeah, I guess. That I didn't. Made, no, no. If 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 yeah, if I was saying. Ned, Start again. Anyway, we're in the new film now. Anyway, <laughs> fucking hell, are you picking holes in the plot? And you couldn't even n- n- write down. There's a gong. Holes in the plot. I'm just saying that the recap, the shots in the recap, weren't necessarily chronologically placed as they were in the first film. Fair enough. Fair it's not enough. negative. It's just me being anal. Mm, yes. Um, so yeah, like I said, start straight after after the tournaments taken place uh daniel's on a high yeah. he's in the he's shower with his muscular gargantuan man body his frame yes mm. i could um, hear jimmy savile's corpse shuddering <laughs> he does look like a five-year-old boy <laughs> um and then they go outside and uh, well before that da- daniel's kind of saying his knee like you know oh what should we do now you know because he barely won that co- that contest with through yeah. the skin of his teeth kind of thing and you know what should we do now and miyagi goes retire or early retirement yeah. doesn't he um they're off to see ali and his mum who have already left mm, yes onto the restaurant mm. by left i mean they're not in the cast they're not in the film anymore no um apparently um oh gosh what's her name she's elizabeth in the shoe elizabeth shoe that was it uh she went off to get her college degree or something that's why she didn't take part in the the second film however saying that she is um i'm sure she's michael j fox's girlfriend in back to the future she is she's mm, i think she's in the well she's in one of she is the girlfriend in one of them isn't she i think she took over the part from someone else oh but that was it yeah did she yeah. either get replaced or did she because sure if she got replaced or she was the replacer i can uh, never remember there you go. See, I do remember that bit. Anyway, um, they're going outside uh, and uh, everybody's loving Daniel, aren't they? You know, even he even gets little kids coming up to him and asking for his autograph. Yeah, who, who the fuck would get an autograph from a local karate winner? <laughs> well, you know. Um, if I still lived in Thetford, I'm going to go to the Thetford Karate Championship and ask for someone's autograph who wins it. I did think it was a little bit odd, um, but I guess you know it's a small town. Maybe they're uh, trying to build up his part and all this, that, and the other. But yeah, it, yeah it's a bit odd. Um, and uh, Creasy comes out, and he's a really bad loser. He's fed, so isn't he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> he gives him a stare down straight away, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he's considerably taller than Mister Miyagi, yeah. um, and uh, you know then he's. Uh, he's pushing Johnny around and his team. Well, he's even put. He's not. He's yeah, choking he, him out, isn't he? he? Chokes him out. He, does he kick or punch another one? He breaks his second place trophy. He's just a cock. Yeah, proper proper knob. Mm, um, and and but Miyagi uh, sees all this and goes over to him yeah. and he does that oi kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is his sound, isn't it? That's his interruption thing. Oi oi. 
um and uh, and uh, Crease, um he's is he, he's a proper arsehole. He, he goes like beat it slope doesn't he <laughs> he does he's <laughs> <laughs> harsh um and then um you know he kind of he lets Johnny go and he's uh, he's he faces down with Miyagi, doesn't he? And, and yeah. Miyagi's looking all defenseless and, and yeah. you know, you're thinking, oh, God, he's going to get the shit beaten out of him. Well, you're not actually thinking he's going to get the no. shit beaten out of him. But you're thinking, bloody hell, he's a, he's a big guy and he, he pulls back to punch him and Miyagi moves out of the way and he smashes his hands through the glass yeah. on a car. For, for, a, for who is supposed to be a mega hard black belt, he does telegraph his punches somewhat. He does a bit, yes. Mm. Uh because he and he doesn't learn because he does no. it again, <laughs> and he smashes his other hand through uh, yeah. glass. Um, blood. Yes, blood? I, I don't think there was any blood in the first one. Really, there's a yeah. young scuff, but not like blood. That was like blood, proper blood. Yeah, there's more blood on his fist there than almost the entirety of Rawhead Rex. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I can't remember if I said this about the, but the, was the first film a fifteen? as well uh, i uh, don't know do you know i don't think it would have been now but yeah. i seem to remember that that's probably part of the reason why i didn't see the first film like when i was a kid as well because it would have been a 15 whereas this i'm sure was a pg yeah it says pg on the old uh, internet movie database yeah um so then he sort of falls down to his knees doesn't he uh yeah. old crease and um Miyagi teaches him a lesson it's fair so like he, you know he's yeah. kind of he's he's basically throwing back his own um his own his own sayings to him saying you know mercy's for the weak yeah. you know and and we don't teach mercy here and, and all this that and the other and you think he's going to kill him and and he sort of like just pulls back his his fist or his like his hand like he's going to what's he going to do is he going to like I don't know chop his, his brain? neck Put his brain through it. Uh, put his brain. Put his nose through his brain or something. I don't know because he comes. He comes in. He's coming at an angle, isn't he? So it's like he's going to chop it. Well, he's going to chop his jaw. I'm not sure how that would kill him. If he'd come for the neck, I suppose you could whack someone's neck from the side and break it. I've never tried, but um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't entirely sure. Unless he was just supposed to have that much power, he's actually going to decapitate him. Mm, well, you never know. But and then um, he doesn't, no. and he sort of does this weird honking noise doesn't he like he grabs uh, his nose, gra- yeah grabs his nose and does this kind of like noise yeah. like now this happens later on in the film and i'll probably talk about it more then you know because it's kind of you know the scene is copied isn't it yeah at the end of the movie but it's actually daniel that's doing it yeah. but there is a question i need to ask Gordon. and i'm hoping that you've got the answer oh god <laughs> but uh, uh well well, I mean, it's not about a gong anyway, but um, <laughs> but I'm hoping that you do have the answer because I, I, I'm desperate to know this. And I've been wondering this ever since I've seen the film, but I'm not going to ask you now. I'll, I'll wait till the end of the film, uh, end of the show. Um, okay. oh, I was already <laughs> Well, flies undone and everything. <laughs> so anyway, they're walking off and Daniel's saying to him, oh, you know, you could have killed him. Why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vindictive little twat. Is it? Is it? Oh, don't. Yeah. So he would be happy if Miyagi had just locked this dude's head off with his with his iron fist, and then they could still just turn around and walk to the restaurant to go and have dinner. Hmm. Oh, and well, this is also it? the man who he knows is pretty pretty much a 
pacifist who got him to do sanding and waxing and painting thinks he still thinks he's going to lop his head off. Yeah. So that was sort of when I heard that, I thought there's, there's a few questionable kind of lines in the film. But Wait, did that- you? Oh, Danielson, his fucking mother. <laughs> that no, that why Miyagi no do. Do not want bum in prison. Yes. Um, but anyway, cut to then six months later and <laughs> yeah. uh, conveniently, Miyagi is still trying to catch flies, but he actually yeah. does. He does. Yeah. Because so, Daniel flukely catches one in the first one. He does. Yeah. And we get our first proper picture of what a incomparable loser Daniel LaRusso is as he pulls up in his car again. Yeah, this is where I actually thought he's a proper dick, isn't he? Really, he's yeah. like you know, Mister Miyagi in the first film gave him this amazing car, you know, because um, he hasn't got a lot of money, has he? I think uh, you know, uh, it, 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 when it's him and his mom, they move to a new uh, place, so you know, and that's set the, the setup is he's got no friends and all this that and the yeah. other. I think they move because he's for a new job or his mom's yeah. got a different job, whatever. So imagine his, his back garden's not bad for someone who's a janitor. Who's this? Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, he, yeah. Yeah, he's like a Mr. Fix-It, isn't he, in that shitty, uh, like... Apartment. Apartment block. complex thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, so, you know, Mr. Miyagi does the, the kind thing, and he actually gives him an amazing yeah. car, doesn't it, you know? So, it's always bothered me that then Daniel t- turns up, and now he says that it wasn't his fault, and that it was actually Ali, yeah. his girlfriend, who's gone off now with somebody else. She smashed it up. But... Just his general attitude and demeanour. I'm yeah. thinking, you're a and prick. Fucking clothes as well. What the hell is he wearing at this point in time? Because he's just come from a prom, hasn't he, or something? Oh, oh really? It was daytime. God knows. But he's just wearing a hideous pastel blue suit and, well, shirt and trousers combo. And the frills on that shirt, good God. It's it's not a good look, is it, no. really? Like it's a lot of gills off some posh fish. It's hideous. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like I said, you've got a point there. If he is coming from a prom then it's basically like midday by the yeah. looks of the you know the yeah, sort I, I could not figure out where he would be in the daytime that would warrant that kind of clothing mm. but he's I just mo- that you look like a loser you've lost your car your girlfriend just dumped you because you're just a knob yeah you can imagine that he probably he would have just whinged and moaned and ali thought fucking hell you're just doing my head in now yeah. i'm just gonna dump you <laughs> it's too cocky and you moan all the time yeah I'm gonna, smash the same time. yeah I'm gonna smash your car up and then i'm gonna fucking dump you yeah i'm gonna go off with some jock who's not built like a seven-year-old boy <laughs> she's probably tight she's probably tired of walking down the street having people shouting pedophile at her <laughs> um so yeah and then, you know, you can argue that Mr. Miyagi is, is sort of like um, being grooming Daniel um, <laughs> <laughs> for cheap slave labor, yeah. um, you know, sort of. Uh, so because he gets him to do all his, his DIY and, yeah. and you know, a clever way of teaching gets him to do a bit of decking for him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> time, oh, you just got oh, come here, Daniel, relax after after he's just gone into his fridge and has nicked a drink as well. Yeah. Oh, he's also got to move away again because his mum's got a job. So he's pissed off at his mum because his mum's doing something with her life. Mm. And he's just fannying around in a stupid blue shirt, crashing cars and getting getting dumped by his girlfriend, who was too good for him in the first place. Yeah. Um, and so he's... But it turns out that um, he's actually 
making his own room isn't it you yeah. know he's his own kind of so yeah you're right it, i mean miyagi's teaching him you know although it's it appears like it's pointless work he's actually yeah. teaching him uh you know he's doing something for his own benefit but yeah, he doesn't... Like, there's no there's no karate technique behind this one it's not like learning how to block which was essentially all the stuff in the first film yeah just no just tap an alien once and then hit it in once yes so it would be good if that was a um you know a move that yeah the hammer technique or yeah. something because <laughs> <laughs> um, they have the drum technique so you yeah. know if they've incorporated the hammer technique as well um well, maybe he taught him that for sort of like some sex moves or something you know yeah. it, oh, this he, is... he also teaches him how to meditate at this point as well oh yes yes yeah. for 10 seconds and he's fine I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not a very long process, is it? It's just, it's all like, you know, it teaches him how to breathe and kind of pray almost. Um, uh, and then Daniel's kind of doing something with his Miyagi's medals and you're yeah. wondering, well, what's he doing? And, and uh, but as I said, he's built his own guest room and everything. Uh, and then he make, he, make, he actually makes a presentation box yeah. for, for Miyagi for his medals, yeah. which is quite, which quite nice. In theory is quite nice. Hmm. He's an um, idiot. But yeah, <laughs> you really don't like Daniel, do you? Oh, it's just like oh, you've lost all your family and everything, and you've had this. Here's a nice little medal in a box to remind you of the most miserable time in your life. Mm. But you were fighting in a war, and your family died. <laughs> Still, at least you were brave. Yeah, but I do like Miyagi's comeback on this, um, where he says, uh, "Heart say brave, medal say lucky." I think yeah. that's great. That's great. Really clever yeah very good um and then you got this nosy fucking postman who turns up yeah. who, who's basically saying he says something like oh wow your garden's amazing can i bring my missus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honey I... honey you've got to come and see this small okinawan man's back garden it's amazing yeah i've delivered some letters to this uh this chap you'll have to yeah. come and have a look at his garden yeah. bring the beers we'll have a drink um but it's it's a letter um that miyagi finds out that it's if that he he discovers his dad is very ill um and and i must admit i thought this point fucking hell i mean miyagi doesn't look young does he that's that's what i said i put fuck me his dad must be two thousand years old (laughs) um and then they go he goes to get a passport and uh then he, you know, he tells the story. He's got a bit of his backstory coming out. You know, about how Miyagi fell in love and had to leave his village quickly. You know, because yeah, and... he, he fell in love with a girl who was already arranged to be married to his best friend at the time, mm. who was trained Sato. Yeah, yeah, whose dad trained both of them. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. They're kind of like. Would you say they were like brothers? Uh, you know, to yeah, a certain, to a certain degree. So. You yeah, know, bro- not bro- brothers and friends, but then also because they have the same sensei, that made them almost, you know, blood brothers. I suppose would be the closest thing. Yeah, mm. um, and um, Daniel, uh, you know, he's upset obviously because you know Miyagi's leaving, but he says he'll send, it, he'll see him off uh, the yeah. next day, and then he he doesn't turn up. So Miyagi's thinking, well, where's that useless prick? I need him to fucking unclog my drain before I go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, he he meets him at the airport as just as he's about to get onto the bloody plane. Yeah, um, and his mom he's, says it's okay. Yeah, because he's because another another classic Larusso move. You just you've got money set aside for college, but you spend it on a holiday instead. Yeah, spunk it onto on a holiday. You know, to yeah. go to uh, Japan or um, 
and Okinawa. And, Okinawa, sorry. And uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Because uh, yeah. his mum's but you know, Miyagi said sort of like, has a bit of an argument with him, saying like, you know, that's that is for your college and whatever. But um, you know, he, he uses it um, to get a ticket. Now, I also think that Daniel is either really naive or he's just fucking stupid and he's Ooh, thick. Both. Because. Like Miyagi says something like, "Oh, I hope you don't get airsick," and he's like, "What's airsick? <laughs> what the fuck does it sound like?" <laughs> what, what, what else I don't get is before I went when he's he's asking for Miyagi's permission basically to come on board the plane, mm. and the, uh, the the hostess woman says, "You've got to go back into the airport." Yeah, but he's got the ticket. Yeah, so neither of them him. can actually stop him. He's like, I've got a ticket. I'm boarding this bloody plane. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that as well, because, like, she basically says, you, oh, you've got to go now, young man. It's like, yeah. hang on, I've got a fucking ticket. Just yeah, let me see, on the plane. See this, bitch? It's a fucking seat. <laughs> um, and on the plane, um, again, you know, Miyagi's trying to get a kip. He's trying to have a kip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's trying to sleep. But Dan- Daniel's bothering him. <laughs> yeah, he won't shut up, will he? He's going, uh, you know, he, he's got a book and he's he's learning about where he, Miyagi lived and all that kind of stuff. And uh, finding out a bit about Sato and Miyagi. And, We're um, going to fight to the death. So. Yes. It's, it's not a tournament. That's the th- yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because oh, that, is that the, sort of like the tagline that they say in the yeah, actual I think, yeah. the, the trailer? You know, um, the fight's for real or something like that, isn't it? Um, five seconds. Hey, Mr. Miyagi. Oi. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's Mr. what you're saying. Oi, oi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they they land and uh, they see that uh, there's this poster of uh, Sato smashing a big log. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I love this. This is one of the sort of like I call it Miyagi isms, if you want to call it that. If you want to sound like a twat, um, but you know, it, it, uh, Daniel says. Can you smash something, you know, smash a log or something, smash a piece of wood up like that? And um, he goes, don't know, never been attacked by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That Yeah, that was one of the lines that made me laugh because it's, uh, like I said, that kind of deadpan delivery, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's really funny. Um, so, yeah, they're met by a smarmy twat who's got a really shit-eating grin, hasn't he? Yeah, shit-eating grin, looks dodgy. A lovely little earring and medallion combo going on. Mm. With his, his shirt, sort of like, you know, buttons undone at the top. Yeah. So you can see his chest and everything. Um, what's his name? Because I, I just wrote uh, Smarmy, Smarmy Twat. Chosen. Ch- chosen, yeah. Chosen, Chosen, Chosen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's already kind of challenging. He's acting nice and everything, but he's challenging Daniel because he shakes yeah. his hand. And he's he sort of like. Yeah. Gives it the old proper grip, doesn't he? Yeah. And you see uh, he's got muscles and he's got Daniel's little runner bean arm. He's, yeah. Because, like, that, 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 there's a scene later on where he's training Daniel and he's got, you can tell he's, he hasn't got much meat on him because, no. like, his elbows sort of look like you can see the bones poking through him. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, both sides. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they, um, Say that they're going to pick up Miyagi and take them to the village or whatever, but they don't. They take him to a warehouse. Yes, it's sinister, sinister dark warehouse. Yeah, uh, and it changed. Basically, they're kidnapping him, isn't it? Yeah. that's what it comes down to. Um, and it turns out that Chosen is the nephew of Sato. Yes, we, we see Sato come out of the shadows. 
looking yeah. like the Okinawan mafia, like the the, the yakuza. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was quite impressed how the way I said that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if we think that Miyagi's voice is good when he goes, "Oi," yeah. Sato has got good the fucking God. scariest voice. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Um, Naka, uh, uh, so coward, you have returned. Kind of look like that. It is, it's like proper. You coward. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really deep, isn't it? He could have done all the voiceovers. Uh, um, could have done the narration for Mortal Kombat. Yes. Um, and and he goes, "You see, father, then you see me." Yeah. yeah. So all right. Yeah. All right. Fine. Fine. Um. And uh, yeah. Then they kind of like you find out that the village that he uh, lives in. It's not on any maps particularly, but it's ne- right next to an army base, um, yeah. which would be fucking noisy because there's helicopters taking off constantly. Yes, I found that quite weird that at many points there were American helicopters flying around. Yeah. I know yeah. it's not Vietnam, but it was giving me Vietnam film flashbacks at points. Mm, I know what you mean. Um, Tomi Village as well. What's that? Sorry. It was called, it's called Tomi. Is it Tomi? Tomi. I think, yes, I think you're right. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. everyone has those roller skates that only go in one direction. <laughs> uh, very specific joke there. Okay. Yes. Oh, the like a Tommy toy kind of thing. Yes. yes I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always think Tommy. They did those toys where you sort of like. I always wanted one as a kid, and I never got one. Um, it's sort of like shaped like a, a, a curved triangle, and you put oh, it to your eyes. Your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like yeah. a, a VR kind of experience as a kid, wasn't it? You know. Like a, yeah. Oh, I love. I, I, I had the car one. I bought it from a car boot sale for a pound. Really? Yeah. When? Oh God! Well, this, probably, but yeah, when they were roughly out and about. Yeah. Oh really? So it was yeah. when I was like ten, ten or eleven, something like that. Yeah, I was well lucky because I think they were. I think they were seventeen ninety nine or something like that, possibly. Yeah. Which back to... then was enough to feed a family for a month. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And then, so they go to the village. Uh, Daniel sees uh, Kumiko. Yes, she answers the door. Mm. Takes a shine to. Um, she seems to take a shine to him for a reason straight yeah. away. Yeah. And um, Miyagi sees Yuki, who mm. is the girl that he would have wanted to have married when you know yeah. he was a kid, but had to leave because uh, she was betrothed to another. Um, and then his dad's there, and he's like lying down. He hasn't really got much of a part, has he? His dad. No. Well, I was thinking his dad. His dad don't look much older than him. No, I thought that as well. Um, and now, he this. Scene, I mean, it's not not full on. There's a scene later on where you know you you see a bit more uh, prominent, but. Miyagi definitely sort of like, you know, he starts to well up and he looks yeah. like he's about to cry or, he, you know, he kind of is crying. Um, and it kind of, I don't know why, it, well, it, it does get, you know, it does get me kind of make, you know, I kind of felt a bit of a lump in my throat as well when that scene was playing out. Yeah, because um, Yuki's explaining and she, she never, she never actually got married. Yeah. And she um, knew, she knew where he lived, but she never contacted him out of respect mm. as much as anything. So... Yeah, they, they they could have been together, but never were. But it is, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, how many years would have passed? Like 50 years or something like that? Did he actually say how long it's been? Since oh, uh, 45 years. 45 years, wow. So, you know, it's kind of like what life could have been um, had, you know, had a, they had made a 
different choices or or whatever um so yeah the, then the next day daniel meets uh yuki and she's kind of like he introduced himself properly to her and uh miyagi is in the dojo wearing a vest with his little paunch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just his costume for my of the film isn't it yeah he's got i mean he you know he's, he's a badass at, at karate and everything but he's still got a little paunch yeah uh, hanging out over his vest um and then uh he, he's sort of showing him around the dojo and he, he introduces him to the yeah. drum which becomes a pivotal part of the the story yeah his, his whole his whole family's lineage is fishermen yes and one of them got lost yeah uh and he, he shows him like some of the rules for karate that's on the wall, you know, and it's only ever used for defense. Yeah. Um, oh, like yeah, I did like that rule. Number one, karate only for defense. Rule number two, first learn rule number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, and again, it's one of those moments, isn't it? Sort of that yeah. you, you always think about um, Mr. Miyagi kind of dropping out these little pearls of wisdom that yeah. are, informative but also funny at the same time you know what i mean um so this little drum that that is apparently that is the whole secret of the miyagi family karate oh okay but he says this you know, drum drum secret technique of miyagi family or whatever i'm sorry, I don't know why i'm doing his voice all the time now <laughs> <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah um so there's no real mention of the crane kick or anything like that in the, you know, the, because that's kind of like the secret weapon in the first film, isn't it? Yeah. But you'd have thought that that the would have. undefendable crane technique. Yes. In... Which I had several problems with that in the first one. And I thought, well, you could just lean backwards six inches. Or yes. block down like Daniel has been taught how to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. Or sidestep. Or duck first. There's many a way you could avoid the crane kick, but never mind. There's nothing, I mean, I don't think that you can do leg kicks in karate. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can't. But everyone was just thinking, you know, he just, like he did, he sweeped the leg, isn't it? You know, yeah. you just fucking chop his leg down. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing on one leg thinking, all right, then I'll, I'll, I'll kick your legs. He's going on about this magic drum. I bought one of them in Tunisia when I went there when I was younger. <laughs> yes. Yes. I went to um, Tenerife and they were selling them, these dodgy blokes on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes i bought a donut off a man quite regularly who walks across the beach in tunisia and then one day i thought i'll treat myself and i got a donut and a small drum mm, there you go thought you were in the karate kid awesome. yeah. um but yeah so uh and then miyagi starts showing him around the the, the island a little bit and uh, the village um, it's a fishing village where no one fishes anymore they grow vegetables yes because sato um you found out that he's a bitter old bastard isn't he yeah uh, because he cut the village off, uh, so it means that they can't fish anymore. Um, and he owns the village, uh, pretty much, and everything on it, you know, and he taxes all the people. Mm. And and he, I mean, he got all this money from a karate school. Yeah, he's a businessman, isn't he, kind of thing. You, you, yeah, you, you get Because yeah. he wears suits, and, yes. you know, uh, he's just yeah. not part of... He's moved... You could imagine that, you know, when he, he, his relationship with... Um, Yuki didn't go ahead, he didn't get married, and then, you know, he got what he thinks is betrayed by Miyagi, yeah. and he's ne he hasn't had his satisfaction. So he's had this sort of like, you know, this boil boiling up um, rage inside him that's, you know, all this bile, and it, that's why, why his voice yeah. is so fucking harsh, because he's just like, Ugh! Yeah, and, he's, you know, he's basically being like the sheriff of Nottingham, isn't he? Yeah, he's 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they, again, Kumiko sees Daniel, yeah. and there's that kind of like, you know. Yeah. Daniel's well up for it now. I mean, <laughs> it, this is less than 48 hours after he lost the love of his life. Hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's he's got his first little first little stiffy for, bit, for, for yeah. Kumiko sniff of a, a new lady, and he's, yeah. all, he's 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 totally forgotten about Ali, hasn't he? Really? Yeah. Um, but then Sato turns up with his nephew, uh, yeah. and he basically offers out Miyagi, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he wants to fight him that night, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he and takes then, he takes his takes his jacket off and breathes out a lot. Yeah, and he goes kind of goes to again what Crease did, but he pulls back a punch. Yeah. Um, and he's about to punch him, isn't he? And then yeah. Yuki, is it Yuki or Yukio? I, can't, I wasn't quite oh, sure. I just had it down as Yuki. Yuki, yeah. So she mm. she comes over and uh, says that, you know, oh, your father wants you. And, you know, basically dying at this point, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and he's, he's sort of last um, uh, action before he dies is to get them to hold hands, isn't it? You yeah. know, he, he gets Miyagi and Sato to you know kind of join hands to sort of put aside it, it doesn't actually say it as such but to basically put aside their differences yeah. it's all said in one movement you don't need words it's just yeah get it straight away yeah um but he doesn't yeah he snuffs it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he pegs it and then um they basically you know he pulls his hand away doesn't he yeah. sato and uh but this is fucking harsh he says you have three days to mourn and then prepare to join your dad prepare to join your father so, yeah. he's not even cold and you basically <laughs> no. say you know you're gonna still join. letting out his final death fart and you're already <laughs> you're already telling his son he's got a fight to the death in 72 hours yeah, yeah that's pretty pretty full-on isn't it Mm. Sorry, just having a sip of my water. Um, so yeah, then they um, part of the funeral. You would imagine uh, is that you know they set in lanterns off into yeah. the water. Um, now this was something that my wife pointed out, so I am going to credit her with it. Is that so? Basically, um, when Daniel turns up, you know he hasn't got a suitcase. It's kind of like an overnight bag, isn't it? It's it's a fairly yeah. large bag. It's not a suitcase though. And yet, somehow, he's um, wearing a, a, pretty much like a suit without the jacket, isn't he? He's thinking, yeah. well, where's he got that from? Um, but, you know... I'll, he's I'll... very good at folding. He must be, you know. Um, so, and also... Either that, or he's, or either that or he's just using some of the poor villagers like slaves just to make him a new wardrobe. <laughs> well, it wouldn't put it, wouldn't put it past him because no, he's a knob, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Make me a jacket, you bitch. Yeah. I'll you old, pay you tomorrow, knowing yeah. that he's never going to. You old bitch. I'll pay you in a week's time when I've already left. <laughs> um and uh yeah, sort of like, you know, Miyagi's looking at photos uh of his dad when he was a kid and he's sort of remem- remembering everything. Now this I think this is you know, one of the scenes that kind of helps to make the film for me and makes it that it is it's Miyagi's film. It's yeah. it's not Daniel's film, um, and so he, he, you know, Miyagi's sitting by the sea. He's on his own. He's kind of like, like you know, obviously taking it all in, reflecting and everything. And then um, Daniel joins him. And to be fair to you know, Miyagi doesn't say anything no. at all in this scene, does he? No, uh, and Daniel, yeah, and, and Daniel's doing all the talking, and and 
this is such an amazing scene. I'd have given him an Oscar there and then. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> For me, is because it's it's all. Um, D- Daniel's basically saying to him, you know, uh, that uh, he always felt that he wasn't a good son when his dad died, and that uh, you know. He never felt that he could have done enough for him, yeah. and it was only when he realised that you know he passed away that he felt felt that he actually did the, the most, you know, the best thing that he could ever do for him, which was be there for him at the end, and you know, yeah. share that moment with him, I guess, uh, and 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 go through that moment with him. This the look, so he's he's saying all this, and then you know you've got. Miyagi's sort of like you can see his lump, the lump in yeah. his throat going. You can see his eyes filling up. His eyes are filling up, and he starts he, that tremble. And you can see, you can just see that he's holding, holding it just back enough so he doesn't just break. Yeah, and his lips are quivering, yeah. and you know, and and it's awesome. I mean, it's such a powerful scene, you know, yeah. to sort of see that happening, like playing out in front of you, um, you know. And I, I can only as much as we're giving shit to uh, uh, the character of Daniel. Yeah, no, no, nothing wrong with it at all. It's, you it's, know, it's a really, really, really good scene. And, and, you know, I had a lump in my throat watching it. It's, it's one of those where, you know, you're thinking, fuck, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's not something that I think this is what kind of elevates these, these films probably over your standard kind of action, Kung Fu, karate, martial arts movies is that it does have, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, let's say say blood sport it's yeah. that's entertaining for t- entirely different reasons yeah. but it doesn't have that level of emotion to no. it it has kick-ass moments where you're thinking yeah i really hope he beats the shit out of the bad guy or whatever because he's just beating the, his friend up or whatever but it's not on this level of emotion is it no. really? this this is growing the characters as they go through it's you know Earlier on, when we saw that that that, that thirty eight review says mainly just a retread, I didn't think so. I thought this this especially this scene just helped both characters grow. You 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 learnt so much about Miyagi up to this point, and you can see the toll of what's the toll of what's happened in the last few hours on his face. Daniel, for once, isn't being a dick, and he's you know he's showing the respect he actually has for him mm. as a human being as well. So I think that's really, really good. And all I think it's all one shot as well, isn't it? So yeah, none of this. Close up of Daniel face, close up of Miyagi face. It's just lovely, simple shot. And like I said, Miyagi's got no words to say because it's just all physical acting, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's marvelous. Yeah, and there's, it the, it's, it is beautifully shot. Like the the mm. way it kind of cl- closes is like you know that the camera pulls away from the back of them as they're, they're staring out to the sea. Yeah. You know, I can't remember exactly. Does he? I think does he put his arm around him or something as well? Like, um, so, yeah. So. I mean, the first film does have sort of moments like that in it. I think the bit where uh, Daniel discovers that Miyagi's drunk and that's where he discovers that, you know, he'd got a family who were killed um, and, you know, he's kind of retelling that story and he's pissed, he's laughing, but at the same time he's crying, you know. Um, So, you know, again, it kind of goes back to that Marvel in the boat. God, you know, uh, the producer didn't want to give him this, the part because he thought he was like too much of a comedic actor. Thinking, fuck, do you know, he, the, 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 this just really. Just, he had some acting chops on him, definitely. Yeah. And it, you know, he's not always funny in this film. Like I said, he's, he's gentle, he's humorous, he's a bit dry, full of wisdom. And then you've got all of these, you know, the scenes where he's, he's, um, 
fragile. Mm. A better term. Really, really good. Mm, yeah. Um, so then, anyway, back to training. This is yep. really the <laughs> sort of you know the 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 only real training that he he, he does with um, Daniel on this one because obviously in the first yeah. one there's more of it. But they, you see him doing a bit of well, I would I won't call it sparring, but it, it's kind of you know uh, they're throwing punches and kicks at each other and yeah, and he's defending. Uh, and then he shows him the uh, this swinging spike. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, so he explains that basically, you know, he's uh, Miyagi's dad taught him the drum technique when he was a kid by um, putting him putting him on this kind of like little pedestal, which is on a tiny little pier thing, which is used for fishing. It's like yeah. a fishing massive fishing hook, which yeah. then swings from a height, and um, he the, the object is to basically avoid it. Yeah. So he, he does that with Daniel. Uh, well, he does it on himself, first of all, doesn't yeah. he? And does it right. You just slightly move out of the way and then it doesn't spike you. Yeah. It's and then, pretty simple. Yeah, pretty much. And then he does it with Daniel and Daniel falls in the water. Yeah. He puts uh, a bit of cork on the end of the spiky thing so he's not going to get skewered. Yeah. And yeah, knobhead, knobhead Daniel. We're back at knobhead Daniel now. Can't figure out how to move to one side. Mm. So he he wants to have another go at it, and then but then the, the cork isn't on it. And then uh, he uh, he pulls it himself, uh, and he he almost kills himself with it, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> Pretty much. Because again, he still. He, I don't get it because what we find out here is the drum technique is essentially punch with your left hand, punch with your right hand, punch yes. with your left hand, punch with your right hand. Just from the hip, it's it's just left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, and carry on until someone falls over. Mm. He can't get his head round it because he sat there practicing before he swings the thing like again, and it's like he can't get it through his into his infinitesimally small brain that it's left, right, left, right. That's all it is. Mm. Easy, Daniel. You don't have to think about it. It's it's simple. But no, he can't get it. And he falls in the water again. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh... <laughs> really is such a div. <laughs> Uh, and so they go back to the village and then you discover that uh, uh, Chosen is there and he's uh, he's ripping off the uh, the fruit sellers, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and um, Daniel sort of helps this old uh, Yeah, some poor chap. old dude spills his carrots everywhere. Drops his carrots, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and because uh, so Daniel goes to help him put him back in his little wheelbarrow. Uh, and then he pisses off the nephew because yeah. it, he discovers that the weights are actually fake and he yeah. breaks them apart, doesn't he? Now, again, my, my wife brought this up and it's a good point because I don't quite understand how it works. So I think the idea is, is that they're ripping off the um, the villagers because they they are selling the fruit and vegetables by how much they weigh. Yeah. So they... So Chosen and his cronies are bringing in weights and they're faking it so that it actually means that they give them less money. Yes, they're, they're basically, yeah, like the wholesaler, aren't they? They're, they are forcing the villagers to sell all the vegetables to them. They are underpaying them for the vegetables so they can then sell them on at a higher price, therefore making more profit per turnip. So... <laughs> You're going back to your Animal Crossing now. Oh, I wasn't you? actually. Of course, I was going to say <laughs> carrot, and I thought I won't say carrot again. I'll choose a different vegetable. All right, yeah, turnip. But 
what I don't understand is so because mm. the way that he discovers the weights are fake is because he puts the carrots on the other side, which then obviously because the weights are light, it, it tips them up and they end up on the floor. And yeah. he's going, oh shit, what's this? You know, and then he kind of breaks them apart. Surely you would, wouldn't they have to be heavier to make it out as if they're not? I, d- I, don't, I don't get. Think, I don't quite I don't get think that. they were all fake. I think they had like mostly real weights, but only a couple that were light. So, so if there were four kilos of carrots, hold on, have I got this wrong? No, hold on a second. See, I was, I wasn't quite. I didn't quite understand how that worked because surely, actually, yeah, if they were light, then that then, would mean, yeah. The carrots, you'd have to put more weight on to counterbalance Which the would then make and... them worth more money. Yeah, so... I'm... Yeah, that's a point. I didn't Unless get we're that. both misunderstanding this immensely. <laughs> it's probably a simple explanation for it, but that's kind of... Yeah, that my wife... I, I thought I got out. it until you just said that, and now I'm questioning. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you'd have to... Hmm. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, surely you'd want the carrots to weigh less. Not the weights to weigh less. Yes, that's so. A way of doing that would be to put something underneath. Surely you want more weights on there. Yeah, that's secret what I'm weights. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd put, but you'd put the you'd put something underneath the carrots to make them seem as if they weren't yeah. weighing as much. Do you know what I mean? Rather than counterbalancing them with less weight, that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> It's probably the most insignificant point in the film, but it just bothered me. Um, oh, and, you get that didn't bother me at the time. That's bothering me. I don't. I don't understand. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a simple explanation, but anyway, um, that's the thing. When you go into depth with these films, you do notice a lot of things that you yeah. perhaps wouldn't have bothered thinking about. Um, so anyway, you, Miyagi goes out kind of on a date with uh, Yuki. Um, yeah. She asks him to sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, uh, she says, you know, basically he should have taken her with him, um, you know, and uh, that she's lived in that village, like you said, for 45 years and lived with regret, really, I guess. Um, but then at the same time, she's good enough to take care of his dad um, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, Daniel's le- using his drum and trying to learn the technique. Still trying to figure out the most basic move. Mm. He don't get it. He just doesn't get it. <laughs> uh, K- uh, Kumika comes along and shows him this dance and sort of teaches this him the boning dance. The, the... <laughs> so yeah, it, it's de- I thought that as well because I didn't have subtitles on. But is it the bone dance or something uh, like that? Yeah, bone boning, something like that. I think but, Daniel wanted to be the boning dance, but it could just be bone dance. But even yes. then, why the bone dance? There's no bones involved apart from your own. He just wanted to practice the nail technique and just fucking <laughs> hammer it in, didn't he? I think. Um, <laughs> so, so the, the local kids are sort of like, you know, laughing. Uh, and then, you know, the nephew turns up and starts hassling them both, doesn't he? And yeah. he's a prick, really. He's a proper prick. Um, and then uh, he kicks Daniel, doesn't he? And yeah. uh, Old Kumika... one kick LaRusso. God. Yeah, I was thinking... In... Happens in the first film. Every time hit, someone hits him once, he goes down like he's been shot, and it takes him about five minutes to recover. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd have to do a bit of conditioning. It's not just about learning a bit of karate. You know, <laughs> you're thinking if you, you know, you you got to 
learn to be punched in the stomach a bit yeah. so you can build up your muscles. Uh, but clearly that's not the case because, he, mm. like you said, he gets kicked and he's like he's been fucking, he's had his ribs broken or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, so, yeah, she throws a tomato at, um, <laughs> <laughs> Chosen and he takes his shirt off and he says, yeah. here, you keep it for your collection. <laughs> what? Which is a weird thing to say. Um, I'm guessing he's trying to sort of like, you know, I always thought, you know, was there some kind of relationship between them at some, at some point before Dan? It's never referenced yeah. and I probably made no, it up no. in my own head. To or be honest with you. is she a slapper? Or well, is it just all lies and she just collects shirts of her, you know, the notches on her bedpost? She, yeah, maybe she just runs around the village and steals laundry off people. That could be true, yeah. Or something. And and her getting his shirt was, a, you know, throwing the tomato was a way of getting his shirt off, off his yeah. back. Um, <laughs> it's just a way of showing off his physique because he's yeah. fairly well built. He's, well, he's like a walking peck, just a walking pair of pecks. Yes, yeah. Um, and he's always got that... Uh, that vein in his bicep as well isn't it that some you know people get i guess when they work yeah. out and stuff like that you know yeah. when, um, you get, when you get the pump man when you get a pump every day pump that <laughs> motherfucker get that vein <laughs> pumping get it um, popping you could uh, nail he could nail one of those nails in just by flexing his vein ooh. <laughs> um then they walk back and um there's a bit of there's a fair bit of peeping tomery going on in this yes uh so like they spot uh miyagi and yuki uh, having tantric sex with tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think miyagi gets his end away does he but no <laughs> no no poor man but yeah having having sex tea sex tea yeah the, that's the closest i think you know they get it's quite i suppose it's quite erotic for them isn't it you know yeah. going through the, the motions with all that but um yeah and then um Miyagi's out fixing a fridge in the middle of the street. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, and then uh, Daniel goes into town uh, with uh, Kumika and uh, you've got old Peter Satira playing in the background now. um, Which, what do you think of the song? I mean, I've got the feeling that you were kind of mocking me earlier on. (laughs) Oh, it's it's a fucking cheese fest, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. But it kind of works. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's proper cheese fest. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they she the whole scene's a little weird because, like I said, this is like the big song from the film. It's on for about twenty seconds mm. as they just run across a beach. Yeah, uh, yeah. They say they run across a beach. Uh, she spots the uh, the old castle where they used to have the bone dancing, but yeah. fucking nice, nice map painting in the background. Yes, I thought that as well. Um, Sato, he he banned it, hasn't he? Because yeah. he doesn't like it. He owns yeah. the castle as well for some reason. Because he doesn't like people having a good time. So he's just banned it. For, <laughs> uh, even though it's thousands of years old tradition, he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to ban it. You know, you're not allowed to have your little party on my castle, you wankers. Yeah, because Kumiko says that whoever gets there first gets to make a wish. Mm. So, But she lets him have a wish as well. She's sat there with her eyes closed wishing. Daniel's just got the horn because he's mm. just got his eyes open. He's more or less just dribbling like a lunatic at this point. <laughs> uh yeah then they go into town and uh she uh shows her, uh daniel what her dream is you know she wants to be a dancer kind of thing yeah. and he's that fucking thick in he you know he says what you want to sell televisions for a fucking <laughs> 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 oh he's such a muppet <laughs> um yeah but well, he probably uh, thinks wow for someone like 
fucking hell, selling televisions must be like being a fucking pop star. Yeah, must be. Because the woman who's selling them, or the woman who works in the shop, she's dressed quite glamorously, isn't she? You know, that's true. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Daniel, it's the, this is pretty much like a scene taken from the first Karate Kid, isn't it? That they go to uh, in the first Karate Kid movie, like he goes to learn uh, karate, but then he yeah. goes to the club and he finds out that it's actually the bullies, you know, and yeah. uh, Cobra Kai. Um, so this is kind of a bit similar, like. Uh, he goes, he looks in a window and he finds, sees Chosen fighting or demonstrating, uh, you know, karate to the, to the American soldiers and whatever. I was going to say, but, yeah, well, I, I did think, I, I did, you just said it's American soldiers, makes sense now. So I was like, why is he only teaching middle-aged white mustachioed men? <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think she does explain that he teaches the American soldiers. Yeah. So, yeah, and you see him beat up about five or six of them. Yeah. So, you know, he's a bit of a hard bastard. Um, then, again, he, he hears like a, a commotion, doesn't he? And he says, yeah. oh, wow, what's all this? And she says, oh, no, that's a bad place. You don't yeah, want to go don't in there. Don't go in there. So he drags her in there because so he's, he's a dick. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't go in there. It's a really bad place. He's a fucking stranger. You know what I mean? And he just, it, who knows what could have, it could have been a drug den. Could have been a, yeah. you know, crack house or something like that or yeah. whatever like nah fuck it you know why not i'll just take this this girl with me as well i've got no dis you know regard for her safety or anything because i i just want to see what's going on yeah um so yeah and um you see that there's this the people gambling and that you know the american soldiers are trying to break ice blocks aren't they and yeah. uh you know kind of all that. And so now this kind of this scene happens really quickly because like five, well, not even five minutes ago, five seconds ago, he sees Chosen beating up Amer- uh, American yeah. soldiers. And the next thing, he's he's dressed in a totally different outfit. Yeah, he's there in another terrible shirt. Mm. Uh, totally this normal. Is, this is after Mr. LaRusso yet again being a cocky little wanker. Yes. And he sat, sat there saying, oh, no, they're never going to do it like that. It comes from the hip. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter about muscle. It's all from the hip. He's such a know-it-all little dickhead. Yeah. It's like when you used to play in the arcades when you were a kid and you got like somebody standing next to you. <laughs> oh, you don't do that. You don't do that. that you no, know, that's not how you do it. It's like, yeah. fuck off. And the thing is, he is. He's not discreet about it, is he? And he's like thinking, oh, when did you break some blocks of ice? <laughs> When did you ever do anything like that, Mr. One Punch on the Floor LaRusso? Yeah, get kicked in the stomach and you're down, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, then, like you said, Chosen turns up and he's forcing LaRusso to break not just one or two blocks of ice, but six. Six, yeah. He becomes, he becomes the, the um, bookmaker all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And um, then Miyagi turns up. Yeah, convenient. Um, uh, yeah, and he bets $600 that Daniel could do it. So, like, now, cocky Daniel's, like, shitting himself, isn't he? Yeah. Because then, like, Chosen says, well, I can't cover that bet. Uh, but then Sato turns up. <laughs> Everyone's drawn to this place, aren't they? What's that commotion? Is it cracked in? I'll go and have a look. Yeah. Uh, they all turn up. And then um, he sort of, like, does, you know, the, the, the focus thing that he taught yeah. him for, like, five seconds um, you know, after he, he turned up, have done that on his own. He was just being cocky, but had nothing to back it up until he, until Mister Miyagi turned up. Mm, yeah, 
uh, he starts to meditate and then he breaks the ice. Yeah. Um, and then the nephew doesn't want to pay uh, out the money. And this is where you can kind of tell that Sato is all about honor, honor. Yeah. and, you know, he wants the satisfaction, whereas the nephew's just a prick, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a psycho nutman. Nutman? Mm. Nutball. Mad yeah. person. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and he just wants his money. He, you know, he doesn't want to honor the bet, but Sato makes him. Um, and then uh, uh, Miyagi sort of teaches um, uh, Daniel Larusso how to <laughs> punch people in the balls. Yeah, <laughs> apparently balls are the primary target um, by picking up a rag. That's <laughs> you know, I mean. You could you think that you know you could learn well you wouldn't have to learn that technique necessarily would you you know you no. just think well so yeah he kind of teaches him how to pe- punch people in the balls which again comes in handy sort of as you go on um and then the nephew turns up and starts smashing up the crops yeah uh, prick like, isn't he yeah he's, he's just like raw head wrecks in the kitchen just you know just breaking people's swedes that is exactly what I wrote, but later on in the notes where he's smashing up the, um, he's vandalising the, yeah. the the dojo. <laughs> he is. All this asbo behaviour in these films, it's terrible. It is, yeah. Uh, and then um, Miyagi goes to Sato, who is trying to smash up a block of wood. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're thinking, well, what was that poster all about then? Was that yeah. fake? Can't he's you know? failing miserably. Yeah. He's just smashing his hand up, isn't he? Sort of yeah. like, you know. I mean, there's no way that he'd be able to smash through that block of wood. I mean, it's fucking, no. it's massive, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really thick. Um, and But Miyagi pleads with him to to drop the whole thing, you know, and to move on. Um, and you kind of feel that maybe Sato does waver for a few he, seconds. He, he just pouts and walks off, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, mm, I wonder. He's, yeah, his pride won't let him drop it will he you know because he's held on to it for like 45 years yeah. so he's not going to drop it now really easy um but yeah and then Kumika and daniel go to a 50s dance um, Oof, yeah and daniel's dressed like a tit again <laughs> um but also my wife pointed this out again my wife was quite engaged with this film for a change yeah. she um because Kumika says something like, oh, can you dance? And he, like, Daniel's playing it down. He's like, oh, no, I can't dance. And uh, yeah, he's actually quite a good fucking dancer, isn't he? Yeah. Or at least, you know, at least he manages to, you know, they they seem to have some coordination between the two of yeah. them as if they've been practicing quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> for people who have never danced before, they remarkably know exactly what to do with each other as a dance partner. Um, but again, the nephew turns up and starts <laughs> hassling him. He's, he's like fucking syphilis. He just doesn't go away, does he? He's stalking them, isn't he? I think at this point, uh, you know, and he wants his money back. And oh, oh, no, sorry. This, is, this is just after because he sits down with Kumiko and he starts asking her if if she has been arranged mm, for marriage. Uh, yes. Oh, you come in on a bit strong there, Larusso. You've not even technically kissed each other yet, and you're asking if she's. Are you arranged? Mm. And that could also be quite a um, a rude question to ask as well. Mm. Yeah, I, d- I did think that as well because it's kind of like I'm guessing he's asking because he wants to know if she's got a boyfriend, but then or you know if if there's somebody there that she's betrothed to or whatever. Well, she's saying no, no. I'm just, I can marry whoever I want while staring at him. I was like, 
hold on a second, are they, are they now both more or less proposing to each other? Yeah. And all yeah. they've done so far is have a little talk, uh, get laughed at by some children and run down a beach together and just mm. had a small dance. Yeah. Moving seem, a bit fast there. This seems to be moving quite quick. I think it's because LaRusso knows he's leaving in a couple of days and he wants to get his end away before <laughs> he thinks it's going to take a bit of work. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, but yeah, so um, they punch LaRusso and again, he goes down to his knees. <laughs> yeah. one, one punch LaRusso, down for the count. Um, but, and so, oh. all, but, Chosen. It takes a sinister turn as well. It, it does very much so because Chosen basically says something that, about to Kumika uh, that, oh, don't worry, we'll take her home. Yeah. Like, don't worry, we'll take her home. That's not that's not even an accent. I won't even bother you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll show her a good time or something yeah. like that. Basically implying that they're going to gang rape her. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is just take it. This has just gone off the cliff somewhere. It's yeah, very We've gone much from so. Breaking vegetables to yeah, gang rape. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but it's a good job that Miyagi taught him the uh, the art of punching in the balls. Yeah, um, because he never would have, would have figured it out, you know, on his own because he's a knob. Yeah, he, so because the wallet, his wallet is on the floor. He goes to pick it up and he punches uh, Chosen in the bollocks. Yeah, and uh, then they all run off and uh, you know, kind of manage to escape. Um, and then. Daniel's back home. Sato turns up. Okay. Uh, seriously, what the fuck? It's the middle of the night. It's like yeah. give us, give us some bloody peace. Well, well, you know what I mean. Um, everyone's asleep. He's trying to get some kip. I mean, he gets fucking hassled by Daniel on the plane. Now he's getting hassled by Sato in the middle of the night. It's like bloody hell. Um, and then the nephew turns up, uh, and they grab Daniel, and the nephew is trashing the dojo, and and like I said, yeah. it's it's almost as if he's trashing the place like bloody Rawhead Rex, yeah. you know. I put Rawhead Rex trashes Mister M's dojo with a spear, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, then Miyagi turns up and uh, beats up the uh, the the two cronies with Chosen. Yeah. Um, and Chosen actually he hurts me. Well, he hits Miyagi, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think it's the only time that I've ever seen Miyagi get hit. Yeah, no, he, he hasn't been up till now at all. No, yeah, he, he does. He does something on his back, I think, isn't it? But he does yeah. give him a give him a thwack. He whacks him with a spear, doesn't he? And yeah, that's it. Yeah. If that would have been Larusso, he'd be in fucking traction, yeah. wouldn't he? But no, yeah. Miyagi just shrugs it off because he's just trying to get wimpy little Daniel to safety. Yeah, um, and then um, Miyagi gets the spear off. Uh, chosen and he he could kill him again he puts the spear to his neck um and chosen calls him a fucking coward yeah <laughs> i think you, hang on mate you you could be dead right now yeah. right now and you're calling the guy who's giving you a second chance a coward for not killing you yeah. there's not yeah, he's there's not, not, really he's not much, right in the end of that one there's not much logic there is there to be honest um so anyway um the the, the they sort of imply i mean you don't know if this is like their last day or not you know of the holiday or of the you know the time that they're there but it's kind of implied that they're going to go home the next day aren't they yeah because they're packing aren't they mm. and is it because you know it's all becoming too much now isn't it because they're, they're constantly being hassled by chosen and sato and all bad shit's happening all the Surely time you can only go home when your plane ticket says you can go home yeah so that I did wonder about that, um, and then Kumiko's sitting by the water, and um, she's rice. 
yes, she's sad because Daniel's leaving, um, and uh, you know, they hear again a bit of peeping Tomery because they sort of hear Miyagi speaking to Yuki, um, and she she asks to go with him, doesn't she? Yeah. I think. Uh, and he never he never answers her though, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, and Daniel's desperately trying to talk Kumiko into living in America as well. Yeah, because so, you know, end of the end of the holiday, he's still got a dry cock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he hasn't got his leg over at this point. So yeah, he's trying to sort of like get her to come to America, even though she's probably got fuck all money. Um, <laughs> yeah. Strangely. Selling potatoes hasn't given her much of a career, <laughs> much of a much of a savings balance. Um, and he pretty much admits that he loves her at this point, although he yeah. doesn't actually say it, does he? You Which know, is just... one part of America. He, I, do you think America would like? You know, uh, I think of one part of America that already loves you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Um, it's a bit cheesy, but I can't, I'm go. I'm kind of going with it. I must admit. Yeah. Uh, and then. Um, you know, they they go to kiss. I mean, that their love, their relationship, and 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 love is kind of you feel um, fated to never happen properly because yeah. there's always something that gets in between them. Yeah, you just want to prod him, just going, "Oi, Larusso, remember Ali? Yeah, I think we're looking at four four days ago, mate. Four days ago. Yeah. Now you're trying to drag someone a couple of thousand miles across continents because they're the love of your life. Yeah, he's possibly just doing it to make Ali jealous as well, isn't he? Like he'll turn up in America and yeah. say, "Hi, hi, look, look, look yeah. at this, look at this, look, look at what me with I my can... Oriental bride." Yeah, look what I can pull. I've yeah. gotten yeah, and I haven't paid for it either. <laughs> <laughs> Although you'd have to pay for the ticket, so. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's an argument. You're always paying for it, but still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then no, it's sort of like you know, and, and he's just doing it to get back at Ali. I mean, that's kind of how my mind works. But anyway. Um, but then they're at case and the, yeah. the, the diggers turn up, don't yeah. they? Sato, Sato's digger. It's like the most common thing is, and then Shosen turns up or, and then Sato turns up. Yes, pretty much to put mm. a spanner in the works, or, you yeah. know, fuck things up somehow. Um, and he says that he's sold the village. He sold yeah. the land, doesn't he? Um, and which finally makes Miyagi snap, doesn't it? Pretty yeah. much, uh, you know, cause he, he says, look, okay, fine. I'll fight you. But whoever wins, if I win, I we get the village gets to keep their own deeds, you know, and yeah. it goes to them. If you win and I die, the village gets. So you know, Charlie ch- goes. Uh, the price is too high. <laughs> and Miyagi um, says, "Yes, small price for honor." Goes, huh? Mm. You're right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. See, I'm not going to need to add any clips in at all. But... <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it's just like having the film play. <laughs> it is. Um, so, yeah, Miyagi sort of, um, uh, he, he, what, do, what does he say? I'm trying to read my fucking notes here. Oh, yeah, that's it. So they're saying that, you know, um, Daniel's kind of saying it's, you know, you're cra- are you crazy or something like that, you know, and Miyagi's basically, because he's, he's honourable and because he's looking at the bigger picture, he says, yeah. look, it doesn't matter whoever wins because the village will stay safe forever. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, this is after he gives Daniel his will and testament. Oh yes. Yes. That was leaving it. everything to Daniel, his house, all the cars, the lot. Mm. Yeah. What a lucky this scrawny little tip bag. 
um yeah so sato is kind of like praying and uh daniel's wandering around and uh he happens to see kumiko uh in an, an abandoned building that's got broken windows and <laughs> weird shit happening um and then he him and kumiko have the tantric sex tea mm. thing um because she's dressed in traditional garb isn't she yeah. and um so this was the thing again if if people didn't already think that we we thought or you know you particularly think that daniel's a bit of a cock he walks in you know she's obviously taking this very seriously he makes a joke about it and just the look her sheer look of disappointment yeah. is enough to cut him down yeah because <laughs> uh, she gives him this kind of withering look of disappointment yeah. doesn't she yeah it's a fucking good look as well just destroys him yeah oh good. god yeah, it's it's like he's being kicked in the in the stomach by somebody because he's just down, isn't he? At this point, yeah. Um, so and yeah, he still they, gets a cup of tea made for him. He does. Yeah, she she still comes round to him, you know, yeah. and they they do this kind of, you know, it's a sweet moment and everything. But yeah. they, you know, sort of like you know, she's making tea for him and whatever. It's all this traditional stuff, yeah. and then she takes her chopsticks out and Ooh. Ooh. oh, oh chopsticks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Her hair drops down, yeah. and then they finally kiss. Yeah. But it's an, it's only a fleeting kiss. Yeah, because throughout the entire scene, turns out the wind's getting up a bit. Yeah, and there's a bat- massive fucking storm about to hit the the island. <laughs> yeah, the storm bell starts ringing. Yes, um, and the best thing about this, you know, the village is oh, is that. <laughs> they, okay, don't, well. they don't they don't send you know one of the sort of like the men of the village <laughs> to go up to the, climb up this little uh bell tower you know and start ringing the bell to signal everybody's got to get into the bunker they send a little fucking girl up there yeah that's what i got but everyone's shitting themselves to safety apart from some small girl at the top of some scaffolding ringing a bell yes yeah. um which is awesome um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that they all run into this bunker, and Daniel and uh, Miyagi, Kumiko, and Yuki, they go out to help people. You know, yeah, like an uh, old lady and a child who are very slow moving. They are now. Yeah. Also, Sato is there, isn't he? And he yeah. he's staying in the village with his nephew. Yeah, uh, so to make sure Miyagi doesn't run, isn't it? So he can yeah. fight. Yeah, I was going to so, I mean, what, has he got his own place there or does he kick somebody out so he can stay there or or what? I know I'm splitting hairs, but, you probably, know. Probably, probably kick someone out. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so they help this woman and this kid uh, and then they get into the, and then they see a house fall on top of Sato yeah. uh, and his nephew. Um, his nephew runs out and he says to Miyagi and Daniel, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, clearly he isn't because uh, no. they go over to him and he's got this wooden plank over the top yeah. of him. Uh, Which I see, I remember this bit and I always thought it was the beam that he was trying to. I know they're totally different houses, I recognize that now, but I always thought it was the beam that he'd been trying to chop. Yes, Cause no, because him and Miyagi found the beam together, didn't they? That was the sentimental bit of the bit. Why you'd suddenly say, Oh, is that the beam we found together? I mean. Uh-huh. Christ, entertainment was quite low if a really exciting part of your life is we found a bit of wood together. <laughs> yeah, I thought exactly the same thing because it, yeah. it, it's kind of the same shape and size, yeah. but it's on top of um, cho- um, on top of Sato. Now, 
Miyagi and Daniel are there. You think, yeah, yeah you take this end. I'll take that end. Yep. We'll see if we can lift it off him. But it, I guess, you know, Miyagi's got to have his hero moment, hasn't he? Yeah. But Sato's a maniac as well. Because Miyagi's going, you know, he's doing his thing to chop it in half. And Sato's convinced that he's there to land the finishing blow. Yes! This small man who has told you for the last three days, I don't want to fight. Please give it up. Don't worry. You know, it's not about honour. I'm sorry, Sato. I didn't mean to do it, etc., etc., etc. He still thinks he's going to you know, whack his head off while he's trapped under this bit of wood. Mm. Maybe he's so clouded with um, rage and, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's his judgment clearly isn't um, isn't. Uh, right, because like you said, if he thinks, oh, you know, Miyagi's got, he's, he's so dishonorable, now he's got his chance to kill me uh, because I can't fight back. And thinking, what kind of fucking signals have you been reading over yeah. the past three days or however long he's, this has been going on for? At any point, has Miyagi said, oh, I, yeah, okay, I want to fight you until you yeah. pushed him too far. Yeah. But anyway, he breaks it in half and, yeah. uh, you know, which so proves that he, obviously Miyagi's a badass yeah um and then um they save him take him back to the the bunker and uh <laughs> and then the villagers one go oh fuck oh shit we left that little girl ringing the bell <laughs> yes this tiny little girl who's got the most irritating squeal oh and she just <laughs> it's like ah, ah, like proper fucking like you know, it's really irritating. I mean, I'd be just I'd leave her up there. She, she'll be quiet in a bit, you know. Um, so, but no. So, Sato goes to send out Chosen with Daniel to help like, help each other to get this little girl. But yeah. Chosen shows his true colours at this point. Yeah. He's a right little pussy, isn't he? Yeah, he bottles it and just goes. He doesn't he bottles it, and at first, just ekes his way to the back of the bunker like a little like a little scalded puppy. Yeah, and everybody's looking at him as well, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but Daniel goes out and climbs up the 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 little bell tower, which yeah. isn't well, it's not even a tower anymore. Well, it's all is a it? ladder at this point with a bell on the end, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and she's squealing and screaming. There's electrical cl- cables flying everywhere. Yeah. He gets his belt and whips <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. For you some reason, he whips one off around a small girl. Well, he's you know he's probably got blue balls, hasn't he? Because he's been <laughs> trying to shag Comico at this point. He probably thought he was about to get his end away, and yeah. then the fucking storm hits. Um, but yeah, and then he gives this girl a piggyback. Yeah. Um, no, and then he gets her down from the you know the bell tower. And again, I have to credit my wife for this one. He's still giving her a piggyback to the to the box to yeah. the, the bunker. Why? She can walk at this point, surely. I mean, yeah, she hasn't lost the, you, lost the use of her legs, has she? You and why that. at that point does, does does Sato suddenly decide to help him? Yeah. Why didn't they help him before? Yeah, they, he helps him when he's 10 foot away from the door. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. So, um, but then Sato, she gets real for him and Chosen yeah. at this point because he says to Chosen, you know, you're, I'm dead to you, basically. Yeah, now do you. I am dead. Yeah. And it, I think he is right. He wasn't prepared to go off and help Daniel. No. But then he runs off into the storm yeah. like a fucking lunatic, you know, at, at this point. Well, you know, anyway, you think, well, that's the end of him because he something bad might happen to him. You know, he's in the, the middle of a storm. He might get killed or whatever. Um, But then 
the next day, the village is totally fucked and wrecked. Yep. Uh, and Sato turns up now. And <laughs> Sato turns up. He's, <laughs> he's, but the thing is, no, you can tell he, he's, um, he's warmed to the situation. Yeah, he's, he's dressed like a Cuban general. He's, <laughs> he hasn't got his suit on, has he? No. You know, he's got his like kind of work clothes on and his hat. Uh, and he offers no dark to, glasses. He looks as friendly as a man like that could look. Yeah. He offers to, to rebuild the village and uh, him and Miyagi make up properly. Yeah. Uh, Daniel asks for the boning dance to take place at the castle. Yep. Um, you know, uh, you know, you're not sure which way that's going to go because, yeah. you know, chosen, uh, not chosen, Sato still looks a bit pissed off yeah. uh, or he's still a bit frightening. Um, but then they kind of shake hands um, and then there's a big dance at the castle. Yeah. It's party time at the castle. And uh, the little girl is uh, D- Daniel's best friend now, and she yeah. loves him, doesn't she? I was going to say, it's considering what pff, this is, this is, they've had less than 12 hours to get this shindig together. It's quite lavish. It is very lavish, yes. Um, I mean, I suppose when they put their mind to it, they don't fuck about, do they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, Kumika's doing a dance on her own in front of everyone. Yeah, Obviously, she's been doing, practicing. Doing the fanny dance. The fa- yes, with a fan. She's very good at flipping a fanny around, isn't she? And, yep. you know, in front. Uh, and then, um, yes, I quite like this because you see it in the background. And yeah. at first you're thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Because it's sort of like, you know, it, the camera doesn't focus on him at all. But Chosen is uh, like swinging zip down. Wiring, yeah, zip wire, yeah, zip wiring down the the lights and he lands in the sex the middle of this sort of like you know area where she's dancing uh she gets like a he gets a butterfly knife and puts it to her neck yeah. where did he get his um where did he get his scorpion costume from exactly what i've really <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does he, he swings down with his scorpion outfit on um <laughs> and um yeah, he sort of challenges Daniel to fight to have a fight to the death, doesn't he? Even even Daniel's got a snazzy red number on. Yeah, oh, it's slightly ruined by his jeans. Yeah, yeah, um, and so he he beckons Daniel. That was the other thing as well. I'm sure, um, not long after this movie came out, or you know, sort of when it was released on VHS, they would have cut all the butterfly knife stuff out because yeah. that w- was a. I think they made those. Um, you know, illegal. Yeah, same time as they did sort of nunchucks. When nunchucks. They, they made those kind of those either. Yeah, which that, that you know that scene in Enter the Dragon. It, yeah. it, I, I still remember seeing uh, that on TV, and that whole fucking scene's cut out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, but still, so yeah, so he beckons Daniel across the bridge, and he says to Daniel to drop the bridge into the water. So it's like yeah. there's a moat around the yeah. sort of, you know, the center, but, and Daniel drops the bridge into the water and it lands about two feet. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you, <laughs> it wouldn't stop anybody from jumping across. No, or, no. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't even have to take a running jump. Would you, you could probably hop over it, step over it, or mm. you could jump, just, you know, it's not as if the water's, you know, really <laughs> it's like deep. 60 foot deep. You know, step into water. it. Yeah. Maybe it was filled with evil piranhas. Maybe, you know, he got all the party gear, but Sato still had a moat of man-eating piranhas or something around it for some reason. Could, could, or, or sharks with lasers or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, then um, they start to have a bit of a fight. Kumika grabs hold of Chosen. And 
Chosen gives her a right fucking yeah. punch in the face, doesn't he? A twat, say, yeah. He doesn't give a shit, does he? he you know, he's no, like full, full on punch in the face. Uh, and um, then, as I say, they're having a bit of a scrap. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad, actually. It's a bit of two and a Usually, I, I was expecting it to be basically Chosen just kicks Daniel's ass completely. Mm. And then something happens, but you know, there's a bit of to and fro in there. There's a few. You know, I mean, suddenly Daniel can take a punch, which is a bit weird. But yeah, but and you know, it, he gives him a few, just just as much as he receives. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I'm sort of like thinking, at no point am I really convinced by Daniel. No, <laughs> no he's um, yeah, at all. You know, the the other guy. I mean, I had a look at his IMDb, and he did did martial arts since he was 13. You yeah. know, so he clear and he clearly has got some technique whereas yeah. daniel always looks really awkward when he's doing yeah. stuff he's always off balance isn't he yeah um and then you know he goes to do the crane kick uh which doesn't work yeah chosen does one of the obvious blocks for the unblockable crane technique that's right and just you know uh knocks it knocks it out of the way um but and it's just as he's about to sort of i suppose lose isn't he you know daniel's you yeah. know being had the shit beaten out of him whatever yeah. And they're both, uh, again, blood. They've both got blood running from their face. Yeah, they're both taking a beat. eye, a bit of a dodgy lip, bit of blood coming out of the nose. Although it does look like very cheap tomato sauce, mm-hmm. but it's still a bit of blood. bit of blood, yeah. They start the drums, don't they? Yeah. The whole one's got one, apparently. They yeah. were that summer's hot fashion item. <laughs> yeah, they went down the beach and some bloke from Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he made a fucking packet, yeah. didn't he? You he know, went that home thing. that night. Put himself a hubbly bubbly pipe on. Thought, ah, today has been good day. Sold forty five uh, drums and forty five donuts. <laughs> Tonight they sleep like king. Yes, especially some pasty white bloke from hol- on holiday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's all building up to a crescendo, isn't it? You know, everybody's doing these bloody drums, uh, and then you know the. So this is the thing, right? This whole drum technique, you know, because Daniel asks him, uh, Miyagi, earlier on when he sort of learns about it, you know, can this be turned into a counterpunch kind of thing? You yeah. know, because initially it's just about defence, isn't it? And yeah. so Miyagi says, well, yeah, you, you probably can do. Yeah, I suppose you just clench your fist. Yeah. Now, the big, I suppose, you know, it, it doesn't take away, I guess, from the ending, but, you know, it, it, it's good that, the, you know, the good guy is beating the bad guy and you know, the whole crowd are going and it's sort of, it's not on par with the ending of the original karate kid, no. you know, in terms of like, you know, hairs on the back of your neck standing up or anything like that. But it's still, I still get sucked into it. I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah. I mean? it's still... no, 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 I, I did, but I, I, it, yeah, it's hard to believe that someone with the martial art prowess of Shozen would get beaten by left punch, right punch, left punch, right punch. Essentially, just stand there and get yeah. punched. That's 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 basically what it boils down to, isn't it? He just stands there and yeah. lets Daniel punch him until he loses. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is all it is. I mean, the crane kick, you, you know, for 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 all its flaws, it's a flashy moment. You yeah. know, and it kind of it's built up throughout the film because he's he's taught that you know by Miyagi in the first film, and yeah. I get and so and again one of the comments that we we'll come to you know from um, one of the correspondents that we got was that you know how almost it cheapens the crane kick because uh, you know it sort of well if it's supposed to be the most unblockable move and it's all of a sudden it's it's not is it it's just 
chosen sort yeah, of maybe it was like maybe it wasn't blockable in America because you know they didn't have the history of knowing the art of karate, but within like Miyagi's home village and those places where they've known about it for hundreds of years longer, maybe you know, it wasn't the yeah wasn't the dragon punch of the Karate Kid world that it was supposed to be. Yeah, and that's exactly how I thought of it you know into the western world it would be unstoppable but to the eastern world it wouldn't be and also i guess it shows off that chosen's a bit of a badass you know because it it doesn't work on him so i I don't but i do sort of think it is the whole drum technique in itself is shit (laughs) yeah it's not i like the drum i like the drumming aspects i like the fact that everyone gets the drums out and does that yeah to signal something it's just a shame the technique itself is rubbish. It, it is crap, yeah. I mean, if it had uh, been like a spinning bird kick or something, that would have been better. Yeah, or something, you know what I mean? But anyway, um, so then it, Chosen goes down. Daniel does, the, and this is where I'm coming back now to what the well, the question I was going to ask you this earlier on. Live or die, man. So yeah, Daniel goes like, live or die, man. And and he, he sort of like, he goes to chop him like Miyagi was going to ch- chop Crease. He chooses die? Yeah. Uh, but it, so it's almost like well if he'd have said live <laughs> would he have killed him or, um, very very good point or you know <laughs> he does live uh, all right uh oh, yay yeah <laughs> um but so he, he does exactly the same technique or the same thing that miyagi does to crease yeah. um and you know, he goes, oh, wrong answer or something. Uh, but then he grabs him by the, or he pinches his nose, like you do, you know, with a little kid, like, oh, yeah. pinch the nose, um, you know, kind of thing. But then he does that honking noise. Yeah. Now, this is the sort question. The, this is a question. Yeah. Go, is the honking noise part of the technique that makes them faint? Or is it the pinching of the nose? Or is it the fact that they think they're about to die and they don't? Or... I think it's supposed the thing that makes them faint. I think is the fact that they they think they're going to die. So I think it's fear. Because right. I, I don't think I've never. I could be wrong, but I've, I've don't. I've never heard of anyone passing out through having their nose pinched briefly. No, no. but he does do. He does do it though. Like Miyagi, he go. But Miyagi's sort of like honk. He's yeah. a bit different to Daniel's. He's, he's he his, goes, He just says honk. Yeah, but, honk, honk. Miyagi is. Yeah. Um, I prefer that. I prefer Miyagi's as well. Sounds like a cheeky little fart, doesn't it? <laughs> um, and then the film ends with, similarly to, uh, you know, the, the first Karate Kid, in as yeah. much as that, um, you know, Miyagi's kind of just smiling, you know, at, at uh, Daniel. And that's it. You know, the film finishes. And then you've got the amazing, glorious sound of Peter Satira with the glory of love. And yeah. uh, finally, a proper song that I can play at the end of the bloody show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when you listen to the, the Rawhead Rex, the, the fucking trouble I had to get a song to play at the end of that. <laughs> it ended up being a German metal band who is actually called Rawhead Rex, but it's got two X's on the end or, or two W's in the raw bit. And the, the song title is Rawhead Rex. Uh, <laughs> but it worked quite well actually in the end because yeah. the, the song is called Rawhead Rex and they do actually sing that. Um, so, but anyway, 
it was that or there was some bloody drum and bass version of some shit that i found but still um so anyway that was the karate kid part two um tell me what you thought because obviously this is like i said this the first time you've watched this in yeah. how many you know 30 years or 20 odd five years something like that yeah D- despite my thoughts that, that daniel larusso is a fucking moron and a terrible hero and a shoddy person to look up to as a child because he's an awful human being more or less a sexual predator an irritant a dickhead an arrogant smarmy all uncaring twat bag bar that one scene with mr miyagi in this one yeah, despite all that, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really liked it. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad that it did um, sort of, I suppose, live up to your memory um, uh, and you enjoyed it. It's, and again, I'm in the same boat, I think. I don't look at this as, um, a, a, you know, the first film, yes, you, you look at, I suppose, Mr. Miyagi as being the supporting yeah. actor. Um, and it's the story is, is about Daniel. The second film is about Mr. Miyagi and yeah. Daniel is the supporting actor for me. And that all the sort of clever way of making the sequel. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's one of those, I, I say rare, you know, because as I said earlier on, sometimes there is that tendency to, you know, go off the rails a bit with sequels. If you've got a, a popular or successful film, then you try and always make the sequel a bit bigger and better and it loses some of the focus and the story and the characters or whatever but i think that you know because it's focused on miyagi and because he's you know a really great character there's some really amazing powerful scenes as we've described you know um and because um you know pat um uh is it marika sorry yeah marita sorry he is so good in this role you know you're kind of you almost, I suppose, like I said, you can't not have uh, Daniel in it because, you know, it's called The Karate Kid. And the way that they sold that trailer again, I think he's a bit misleading. But it, yeah. all the stuff with him, I don't really care about much. I think the relationship that he has with, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Kumiko. Kumiko, yeah. She's, that's all, yeah, whatever. But it's, and it, it's, it's all the stuff about, um miyagi that I, I really like about the film you know um so yeah i really like it as well like i said it's 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 not i, I have watched it more recently than you have so i knew that i was i was going to like it but um, i think it's unfairly ignored because yeah. i never hear it mentioned and i think yeah you're completely right they didn't go bigger and better in air quotes they just similar similar size just just moved it sideways a bit and just changed just changed the focus of it and i really nice sequel mm. yeah and you know i know i know you said not to mention it because <laughs> you might pick it at some point but the bits that i have seen of the third one i, d- I don't think think the third one i think again the third one kind of goes off the rails a little bit with uh you know whereas the first two i think are really good movies uh you know and they do complement each other really well and as i said you know the second one i think i associate myself more so with the second one than with the first one because i would have seen it before the first one properly and you know i watched it a lot when i was a kid um i think though as i've grown older i appreciate them i would have probably looked at the you know i suppose to give the marketing people credit i probably would have been more drawn into the the daniel story but as i've gotten older 
I'm more drawn into the uh, Miyagi story. You know what I, I mean? We, we are closer to Miyagi's age now than Daniel's. Very true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, so yeah, that um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, really pleased about that one. Then cool. Yeah, uh, we I'm, did glad, some... I'm glad to break my curse. Yes. In my own opinion, anyway. Yeah. No. No. Um, obviously, I'm only joking when I say that. Um, so we did have some <laughs> twi- Twitter responses as well, yeah, which is fine. very cool. Do you want to take the first one? I can do. Oh, hold on. Yes, I can. Aha, even better. Right, we've got uh, at Jamie Pragnall. He has said, one of the best sequels, in my opinion. It's great how it continues straight from the high of the Karate Kid. Have you watched the series Cobra Kai? I've just discovered it online. Follows on to the present day with Daniel and Johnny and the Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've answered that one. But, yeah. Uh, just out of interest, then. So, where would you put this in terms of the first and the second one? What would you? I don't know. You know, I think it's that thing. I think one will have more nostalgia value for me. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned because it's, it's got the got the song and it's got the ending and it's it's the first one. But on watching both of them recently, Daniel's just so insufferable in the first one. I. I think he he's a hideous human being in that one. He's just a git. In this one, he's a knob, but he's not a git necessarily. And uh, I think I, no, I think I prefer this one. Main, I think it's because it's a sequel. Just just yeah, focusing on Miyagi a bit more. I think I preferred this one on the re on the rewatches I've done recently. Mm. But one will always have more nostalgia value for me. Yeah, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm probably with you on that as well. Like I said, because it's the the film that I remember going to the cinema to watch when I was a kid, you know. And I think it it still holds up. And I think it, it you know, it is rare, I suppose, you know, that you've got a sequel that is as good as, if not perhaps better than the first film. So, and I think it definitely does match it for me. You know, um, I like both of them. I think they're great as a couple of movies. Yeah. You know, you know, you could watch them back to back, couldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that it's Karate Kid and the Karate Kid Part 2, it feels like a Part 2. Yeah, definitely. If that makes sense, as opposed to Karate Kid 2. I know there's a word difference, but it really does feel just... feels like it really does, obviously because of the time scale, but it just flows from the first one nicely. Yes, definitely. Uh, so at uh, Cutty1427, uh, hi guys, I'm sure you've heard this question before. Who do you think would win in a fight between Chosen and Mike Barnes? From Karate Kid Three, because I haven't watched Karate Kid Three for a long, 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 long time either. So I don't, I can't answer that. Yeah, I don't. I won't I, know that until I watch Karate Kid Three. Mm, if we ever do. If I was going on, I suppose a prop, like a you know a common sense approach, <laughs> uh, you know, for, for a moment, I would probably say chosen because he has actually had martial arts training. Um, yeah. I so mean, they're both they're both lost to Daniel Larusso, which is a is a slight blemish on their histories. <laughs> But yeah. you'd think, you'd, you'd, yeah, you'd expect Chosen Chosen to win because of of his the uh, yeah, just because of where he's from and how long he's been doing it, I suppose. Yeah. Although you can't ever write out Karate's bad boy. Oh no. Um, that bit. So the next one then is from uh, Gel- Gelf Jerry or Jerry from the Bad Cop Bad Cop Show. Um, oh, sorry, this is you, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, uh, it says uh, the Japanese chick is hot. Even now, she looks pretty good. The stupid drum device was overplayed, and it was at this point that Arnold needed to go back to the drive-in and tell Potsy to sit on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I quite liked. I mean, it's a reference, obviously, to um, Happy Days. Um, 
and also yes i did look on it imdb and yes she is still quite hot as well i have to say um here we go alan j sanders our good friend uh, alan sanders from 60 minutes with and also the wilder ride uh, i should probably leave you a voice message so you are not obligated to use this i do remember liking the sequel a lot i thought it was neat to see how it picked up right after the tournament and to see mr miyagi give the other coach a scare I think the ending might have been a little weak, but Pat Morita's acting saves the movie. I also enjoyed the fact they went to Okinawa to give us a different setting. One problem I always had, if the crane, ki- te- crane technique cannot be defended, how the hell did the antagonist stop the Karate Kid's kick? Instead, it's a child's toy that holds the secret to kicking someone's ass. Yeah, I think we've talked about that haven't we, really it's not a child's toy alan it's the secret of the miyagi legacy yes how dare you <laughs> <laughs> from a tunisian beach man <clears throat> yeah anywho uh right uh at get the chopper uh great film not as good as the first film but still pretty good fun brought the blue brought the blu-ray a while back love the ice smashing scene and those little drums mm. uh at shawnee boy uh the ice breaking is iconic the rest of the film not so much there, i'm sure there was a toy of the ice breaking thing as well i'm sure one of my friends at the time had the toy set with the oh. karate kid doll figurine figure thing and the ice smashing stuff i like that i, I don't remember any toys i must admit for I'm sure um... unless i'm imagining it mm. i'm sure it existed i'll have to look that up mm-hmm. right and la, 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 last we have at the legit chinny uh, seeing this post has made me realise I need to watch these again. Mm. So there you go. Um, that was the Karate Kid Part Two. Um, a thumbs Whoa. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A thumbs up from both of us, uh, which is awesome. Um, right. So I've got to tell you a bit my pick then, haven't I? Uh, yes. So this we are going forward a little bit. We're going to 1991, mm. and. Um, it is directed by Craig R. Baxley, who, if you may remember, has directed one of the other movies that we've watched, uh, Dark Angel. Right. Okay. 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 Um, so this stars, uh, let me just start, here we go, um, William Forsyth. <sighs> Brucey's talented brother. <laughs> uh, Lance Henriksen. Could be any film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh brian bosworth uh right okay no okay it is from 1991 and it is called stone cold never seen it Ooh, how exciting (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i have mentioned this before i think when we did the dark angel show i probably asked you at the time uh have you seen stone cold Uh, it does ring a bell yeah so um there you go uh, we will be uh, watching Stone Cold for our next pick. So looking awesome. forward to that one. Um, so there you go. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, um, anything, if you want to send us an email, if you want to send us a review uh, of not just our show, but the podcast in general, it's really easy to do. You can uh, contact us at uh, 60 Minutes With on Twitter or contact at 60 Minutes With uh which is the email i think uh if not go to the website which is uh www.60minuteswith.co.uk um i'm at dastardly jabby um adam where are you 
I'm at eight mutterings. I actually uh, did uh, reply to a tweet in the last month. Who would have thunk it? Oh, yes, I know. It was totally mm. out of the blue as well. And I, I was, know. I, I had to sit down because I, I was quite shocked, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but still, yes, uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, and we'll be back next time with some Stone Cold. Cool. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you.